Welcome to The Grow Room Diaries, a podcast brought to you from growroom420.com. In The Grow Room Diaries, we interview growers from around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and join the community at growroom420.com. All right, we're live for The Grow Room Diaries. This time, I'm sat down with Cam Cush, one of our long founding members of Grow Room 420. And I gotta say, one of the most entertaining members as well. How are you doing tonight, dude? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Uh, uh, yeah, man. Stoked for this show, in all honesty. Like, it's been a long time coming, but I'm I'm kind of glad we got to it when we have. Like, it's a good time. I'm glad to be here, buddy. I, I think we're going to have some fun. And I've enjoyed listening to all the other podcasts, and I'm definitely excited to be here. So we'll get the normal things out of the way with what you're smoking on tonight. You mentioned uh, you had a couple of pre-rolls. Yeah, uh, buddy of mine just got back from Colorado, so I got me some Northern Lights. You know I love it. Hell yeah, man. You, you do like, was it Northern Lights 5 you were constantly hammering out? Five, absolutely. It's the most indicate of the lineup of, uh, of this, you know, the original, I think it was six or seven that, went from Alaska over to the UK or Netherlands, I guess I should have said, and five was deemed the most pure. See, that's something I don't know a lot about. I always heard a lot about Northern Lights five and well, yeah, I didn't really know there were another few in the pack, if that makes sense, but that's kind of cool to know. I, I did hear at one point that Northern Lights five was the only semi true Indica left like North America side. It's definitely the most uh, indica pure that we have. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and it's one that if you go back through the lineage, it's mother of so many, and you know, as that goes, her father. But I just I love the knockout man. Put you on your ass. Hell yeah! I I got to admit I've not grown it or smoked it maybe in like five seven years, long time now, but. It's a legacy strain, I suppose. Uh, like you say, it's in everything. It, it is for me, you know. Uh, but I'm a sucker for the stuff that I grew up, raised on, and, and enjoyed smoking. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit weird when it comes to trying a bunch of these new strains. I love the fruity flavors, but I just there's something special about Northern Lights to me. You mentioned, well, as you've mentioned the new strains, there was a time when, I want to say, was it Platinum Gelato that you're quite uh, a big fan of? Platinum Girl Scout Cookies. Oh, that's the one. I was close. I was close. I knew there was yeah. a Platinum in it. Yeah. Um, and, and I just stumbled across that at a dispensary in Colorado myself. Uh, we were in Denver back in like 2018, and we're just running through dispensary after dispensary on about a two-week trip. We drove out there, and when I saw the THC percentage was 33, I said, shit, I'm buying it. And uh, they were just pre-rolls. They didn't have any actual bud left, so I didn't get to see what it looked like. But I think we bought 20 or 30 pre-rolls. And uh, I definitely enjoyed it. It, it, was, it was just something, one of those that was just special. It had a, a real interesting flavor with just a dominant high, which, you know, the Girl Scout cookies is more of a hybrid than anything, but it, it still, it had me faded, as the new kids would say. I mean, I was just stoned out of my mind. That's awesome to hear, man. Like, again, we rat on chasing the high numbers, but as a as somebody going into a dispensary, that's kind of what you're going to go for at the end of the day, isn't it? 
it, it seems to be, you know, and, and there's been so much discussion lately on if the THC, you know, percent really matters that much when it gets up to that 30s and stuff like that. Because a lot of times I, I can't tell the difference when I buy that 20 versus the 26 percent or whatever, but I want to think I do. But, you know, it, it definitely helps. And I know there's a lot of fibbing goes on with the, the labs around here, you know, just with anything. You can probably pay off some people to give you a little bit better report. But if you, you go to the well-known and highly recommended places out there, these dispensaries where they're going to sell the quality locally grown stuff, I mean, it's just really neat. Um, when we were out there last, there's a place called Limon, uh, Colorado, and it's right outside of Denver. And we bought some Limon uh, cannabis and, and it was the best tasting stuff I've ever had in my life. And it was grown 30 minutes away from Denver, Colorado, where it was bred um, and grown outdoors on a farm. And, and it just, it was like opening up a box of candy. That's wicked, man. Well, you say that it's so local, but that's kind of what you hear about Moroccan hash and stuff like that. But when it's that good quality, it's really distributed within a three mile radius of where it's produced. Like I I say three miles, like we'll say 30 miles because when it's that good, it doesn't get far. Oh, I I believe 100 percent, you know, and I've never run across the strain again. And it may be something that's popular out west. I, I don't know. Like I said, I only get my hands on stuff when somebody's coming back from being out there. I don't uh, get to take my yearly trips, or I haven't in the last couple of years. But I plan on getting back out there. I love Colorado, just the aspect of it. Uh, you know, people over there complain about being hot, 70 degrees in July, and it's just like I'm walking through heaven, stoned out of my mind and feeling good. Yeah, that's that's a mild day with a jumper on for yourself, isn't it? Oh, yeah. No doubt, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so what, what's in your picture? I'll start off because that's a frosty looking bud. That is a uh, blackjack auto from GYO uh, dot green from way back in the day. Uh, I think that was like 2015 or 16 when I grew that. Um, and I grew about five of them and they didn't hardly produce. They were all about two feet tall, but they were about six inch uh, round at the base uh, on the buds there. And they just were really big and beautiful. Smoked good. Um, but I haven't ever grown it again. I don't know if I just, I don't know. I kind of got off the autos, but now I'm back to them. I may need to look it up. I've heard good things about blackjack. I don't know if I've grown it myself, but that that's some frosty looking buds you got there, man. Thank you, buddy. It definitely was. It was one of them that Fox tell a lot. Uh, and I don't mind, you know, I, I don't know if it was genetics or if it was just my setup, to be honest with you, but I like them when they fox, uh, foxtail up there. I know it's stupid, but they look neat and they just, I don't know. A little bit of extra bud for you, man. When it's homegrown, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but you've also got, a, well, let's start at the beginning, man. So you, let's go with, when did you first start smoking a bit of weed? When, when did you first run into the plant? I was a little bastard. I was like 11 or 12. Uh, at that point in time, I'd already been stealing cigarettes and alcohol and stuff and uh, ran across a guy in town that was somebody that just worked on different farms throughout the years, old farmhand. He didn't have a pot to piss in, but he grew dope. And you know, we would go over there and get it. And of course, it would be seedy as could be, but you know, it was an accident. I was smoking a cigarette and he thought I was smoking a joint. And he said, try this. 
and it was just a pre-rolled, uh, not a pre-rolled, but it was a cigarette we hand-rolled because we used to, my parents used to have the tobacco in the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and ever since then, I fell in love with it. You know, Of course, now I'm glad I don't have to pick through 40 or 50 seeds to get a blunt, but you know, it, it was it was still fun back then. Hell yeah, man. So, well, I suppose everybody's got their, the smelly local who you don't know why he smells so good until you start buying his stuff, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny how you say that because we just go into town now and there's 30 or 40 people I can name out of this little bitty place we live in. And it, you know, anytime they walk in, the whole building's going to change the smell, smell of goody dankness. And, you know, it's funny to me. I love it. That's cool, man. A little smile and nod as a different aroma comes through the door. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's wicked. So, well, that sounds like you were probably not in a position to be growing your own for a long time if you were well, quite young when you start smoking. You're correct. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think I mentioned on the phone the other day, I used to go out back behind my grandmother's chicken coop and uh, it was one place a couple hundred yards away from many houses and I could sit back there and roll joints. And, and of course, like I said, we had so many seeds and I would just throw it out in the field, which was just a hay field for horses and stuff to come through. And I was sitting out there a couple months after I started smoking and I looked up and there was about five or six plants that were a lot taller than the hay. And I said, what the fuck? And that's when, you know, I took it to my brother and he, he told me what it was for sure. You know, of course, because I'd never even seen marijuana at this point in time. I was 13 years old. And I didn't have any TV that would get that many channels and I didn't have internet to be surfing to look at marijuana plants. I knew what it smelled like and I knew how to smoke it, but I'd never seen a plant's flowers or anything like that. I could imagine how glazed over and starry eyed your eyes went the moment you're kind of like, that's cannabis. Like, oh, like a holy <laughs> moment, like clouds part, the beam of light just comes down on the plant and the realization. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but of course, I didn't you know, follow through with it. And I'm sure they all turned out to be males. They all died within time. I mean, it wasn't something I knew what I was doing by any means at all. No, man, but it, it, that's kind of, again, a very cool origin story. And early days as well, to be honest. Like, I don't know if many people run into their first plant in, in that uh, like, first year of being a teenager. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, you know. Uh, I've had people that were old heads sitting there and talking about stuff, and somebody said, oh, it smells like dope out here. Somebody said, well, we would have seen a plant if there was something, you know, and but none of them know what marijuana looks like. I've had a couple of old people tell me they wouldn't even know what the plant looks like. I'm thinking, hell, but I'm in a country bumpkin town, too, now. Yeah. Uh, yo. Oh, good hey, evening. Oh, let's throw him a little bit late. How are you, Cam? I'm good, buddy. You doing okay? Yeah, good, man. We're going to miss this one. My American brother from another mother, man. So you all good, yeah? Yes, sir. Happy days, happy days. So I missed the beginning bit, but I thought I caught just a bit there. Yeah, uh, we're, just, we're just getting the ori- origin story, as yeah, it was man. kind of dubbed. So I was going to say, um, first plant that you've kind of looked to grow yourself, well... At what point did that kind of become a thing? Because 13, seeing a plant outside, but that's still a long time before it sounds like any of us would have space to throw some seeds in some mud. 
You're exactly right. Um, I probably was about 20 years old when I decided to start growing. Um, and, and there again, that was back when I was just shopping from gyo.green and I came across Northern Lights number five. And that's where the love story began. Um, I had, I think, three of them and they were autos. And I'm pretty sure Kino was running through the diary, helping me figure out how to do it, along with Viz, as we all remember that old feller. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, I just, I got to that point where I needed something besides medication for some of my depression and stuff like that. And I love marijuana. And I said, well, hell, why am I going out of town buying it when I have a place that I grow all kinds of plants? Why can't I just fucking put a couple cannabis plants together? Figure it out. And I said, along the help with a bunch of people, uh, as Viz was my first mentor. Um, I remember that, man. Yeah, he was, he was a good one. And, and honestly, it's probably my best plant I ever grew. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a mental one. Well, my best one was the one that Bulls admitted me, my first cocoa grow. It's gone downhill since then. Oh, oh yeah. You know, it was one of those deals like everybody. And I love talking to the new people on the forum because, you know, they're going to sit there and look at that plant probably 20 times a fucking day, yeah, especially man. if it's an auto. And you can just look at it anytime you want, you know, especially if you run a 24 0. You, you're going to be in that tent. You're going to be singing to it. You're going to let that motherfucker <laughs> listen to music while you're watering it. What were the first strains? What were the first autos you done? I can't remember the exact ones. That was the very first plants. They were uh, uh, Northern Lights, number Northern five. Lights, yeah, number yeah, five. I had, yeah, uh, yeah, three yeah, of them, yeah. I believe. And L5s, yeah, yeah. I still remember the first time I'd done, man. It's amazing that it sticks with you, isn't it? But, yeah. That was in Saw, wasn't it? You had done that in as well. I can't hear you. Hardly hear you there, oh, buddy. Sorry, I'm sorry, mate. Oh, you're my, good. My connection's going out. Was that obviously in soil then, yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've never yeah, done yeah. anything but soil. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin to the hydro or cocoa. I thought you'd had a go in cocoa, man. But, yeah. yeah I, I thought you dappled as well, to be fair. Or is that never... you more went like um, Fox Farms kind of route for a while? Yeah, um, but there again, that's a supposed organic soil, which, you know, you can kind of fudge on that because it is, but it isn't. Um, but it, it's a super soil by all means. It's one of those that I don't have to water for four or five weeks, but I'm not a, a, a big fan of them lately. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble with them the last five or six months, and you know, they I don't believe they've changed anything up. I don't know what the deal is, but I just decided to go ahead and make my own since I had just about everything they have in their soil. You know, most of the line is just back guano and uh, sea creature shells is probably the biggest part of it. And, you know, I'd rather just put some of that in some manure that I've composted. Hell yeah, man. You say you're in backwater, so it's like you must have a good amount of ready made, uh, ready compost sat around the place. Yeah, uh, I do. I, I have a lot of uh, manure compost. Um, and of course, if you don't have it, it, it's nothing to go right down the street to, you know, buy a four or a, a 50 pound bag of uh, black cow manure that's composted already from down in Florida. And it's like $15. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to get the fungus gnats when you do it that way, too. Mm. But that's I, I've done that many times recently uh, as far as making some up. Just didn't feel like composting. Just go buy up some black cow. Then I can get the back one at the local. I don't know why the hell they have that, to be honest with you. But it's at the farmer's market. Uh, you know, I can get 50-pound bags of worm castings, which I'd love to have a worm bin, but 
I, I can't commit to that right now. It's just too much to have in a grow room for me. As I say, where you are in the world, there must be a lot of natural produce that you can use anyway, like you say, down the road. But, I mean, you are sort of green belt, aren't you? I mean, there's a lot of farming around there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as far as the alfalfa and stuff that you can use, it's all at hand anytime you want. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, tree bark in, in my mixes to get the nitrogen because it's a slower release in, in my experience. Uh, but you know, there's so many different things like the barley and all those additives you can get and put in the soil, like you said, are free if I want to go out into the field across the road. But yeah, or even the farmers market, man. There's a lot of people in suburbia who kind of don't have necessarily easy access to a farmers market. And you know, that's one thing I overlook and just never think about because it's every little town in Alabama has a farmers market, and uh, and you can get anything you can find on a farm there. And there's people there all day, every day. And you either buy by the ounces or you can buy it by the pounds. You know, if you want to get you a ton of cow shit, you can go buy you 2,000 pounds of, t- of cow shit down there. <laughs> it's a lot that's of cow awesome. shit, man. <laughs> I, I bet that's a hell of a lot cheaper than uh, going to the hydro store for it, though. Yeah, man. That's where we get yeah. ripped off. <laughs> well, see, and that's one of those things, the closest grow, st- uh, grow store or hydro store or anything is about 200 miles from me. So That's you're almost for, uh, forced to shop smart because it's like, I'm not doing that 200-mile round trip when I can get the same thing for cheaper, closer. Absolutely. And as of late, it's kind of ironic that for years, the farmer's market never carried Fox Farm. And somebody now is down there selling 100-pound bags of it. And if you were to go buy the Fox Farm Ocean Forest on eBay, you're going to pay you know, about $30 for a cubic foot of it. And down there, you're paying about $100 for 100 pounds. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? That's just for it scale is. alone. Yeah, I guess the old country bumpkin doesn't know what he has. I want to go down there and buy some and put it on the internet. <laughs> I do. Cam saw, man. You know, this sort of explains why you're installed out. There's no no hydro shops local. And obviously, if that, that sort of information be able to walk in and just talk to someone over the counter that's obviously where you, you found forums but it would explain it might be a reason as to why people end up in soil because if it's farmland there's not a lot of local places to go and discuss and find this stuff and get the information because you don't really find the forum or a uh, website until you're already sort of into it most people i mean obviously the smart thing to do is research 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 but i didn't i ended up growing or trying to grow and then was i couldn't do it and then before i knew it I was on, on online trying to get help. So it might explain as to why some people, if it's not a, a friendly area and there's nowhere local that you end up, people just end up in soil. So. I, I tell you, I never once thought about going hydro or anything like that when I was looking to grow. Not mm. once it come across my mind. It still confuses the hell out of me. Even when I read y'all's stuff, it, it's above my pay grade. Mm. I think you like. I think you'd enjoy it, man. It's a bit, bit, bit more. Uh, I'm not hydro. I'm water. I'm hydro, but not full water. But a bit more. You need a bit more effort goes into it, but it's a lot easier, man. A lot easier to iron out problems and that. I find anyway. But yeah, well, it's another discussion. Saying, <laughs> I was kind of saying a can before we started that um, it seems like top dress and stuff is very natural for him in the whole idea that 
you know, he's in a, a farming, like you said, the farm belt. Like, it seems a lot more easy to access that kind of knowledge and information and re- resources than going and get, get getting a bottled nutrient to start with. I agree. I mean, for me, like you said, it, it wasn't ever much in my mind because of everything I'm around and the fact that we grew up with, you know, barley and alfalfa growing just everywhere. Never once thought about using it like that. But as you say, the top dressing part is more natural. I, mean, I, I can go outside and just pick up some leaves. And, you know, I've gotten deep into uh, looking at the feathers. You know, I had no idea how much nitrogen was in feathers. And if you get you, you know, a bird that you know, as kind of weird saying that but a chicken that you know is healthy you, get you, you can't some say that to english people if you a bird that you know oh all right yeah don't have a clue what you're talking about i'm <laughs> like a, a gentleman <laughs> sorry dude you were saying but then they become a, a valuable resource eh? yeah you know um and of course you got to make sure it's a, a healthy animal you know because you know what can be on birds and you adding that to your grow room wouldn't be good if it had a bunch of pests and a bunch of uh, diseases of course that would be no fun but it's just an easy go and grab nobody wants to say well, why the hell are you getting these chicken <laughs> feathers or i'm doing a project mm-hmm. country bumpkins you gonna think i'm trying to fucking put them in my hat or something I think it's mad the amount of stuff that you probably can use in in the, in this organic growing or regenerative growing, and you just don't realise, like you said, the feathers are nitrogen, and there's probably so many things that people are not even aware of that you can use that will break down slow, fast, uh, medium time scales, and that man, it's quite mad. It's one of the things that attracted me to it. I think we're trying yeah. to find things that are not commonly being used, like you said, nitrogen out of feathers. I mean, that's mad. <laughs> It's funny from, from where I'm sat, because it's like, if you get a sideways glance for when you're buying grow gear, then that's one thing you like, your heart races. But <laughs> buy something really obscure and people look at you strange, you can kind of have to chuckle to yourself. Like, ha, 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 you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I like that feathers. It's cool. That's, that's something I'll be like, yeah, I'm stuffing my own pillows. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, hey, and when I when I started reading up on that, that was one of the options. Somebody said, "Well, you can just cut the pillow because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a healthy feather if you can say it like that." I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's clean. It's a clean feather. It's not a five-year-old pillow because that's thirty percent um, <laughs> human dead skin cells. But it'd probably be good for you, organic lads. You probably find a use for human dead skin. You're probably like right there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you could feed, feed springtails. Decomposing in his compost heap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't exfoliate anymore. I just lay down, let the worms go to town yeah. on me. <laughs> well, you lay in there now. Yeah, no, it's all right. But yeah, that's so, cool. You know, there is just so many microbes that are naturally in manure. It's just you know, I don't have the worms, but that's probably about the only thing that I don't have that y'all have in your bins. Hmm. And of course, I you know you gotta be careful with the manure for fungus gnats. You know, they love to get on the sitting wet no. ma- <laughs> little wetness. You're absolutely right, though, man. That diversity is probably something that we don't realize we're lacking. But you've probably got them bases covered just naturally. To a degree, to a degree. Just watching chat. I think they're about to. <laughs> it's all going to kick off. There. Yeah, we've done it for today. 
no, well, I, I, I've got some backup, but, so I'm kind of like in my element. But at the end of the day, I'm always convinced by, it, you know, anything you can grab locally is going to be better than uh, what you can get from a long, long distance away. No matter, yeah. I mean, if it's comparable to fucking, I don't know. I can't think of an example. But if there's some proper shit that you could only get locally and it was only going to do bad, yeah, avoid it. But, man, yeah. It's up to everybody's own fucking decision what they use, why, how. Oh. I think it's all right, this idea of growing eco-friendly, but are you living eco-friendly? Is everything you're doing eco Because it's one of them things that I'm not, I'm not saying I've seen it and I'm not going to put point fingers out or anything like that. What I'm saying is, is I can see this. Remember I was talking about the organic fads back in the day where the organic lads would sit in the corner, tell you your weed was shit and everyone, you know what I mean? It'd be like, it'd be like, cause I grow in mud, my weed's better than yours. And like, you, you, you haven't seen my weed up. Anyway, I'm seeing people sort of really on about this buying grow stuff that's locally sourced and all of that. And but are they doing that with their cars and are they doing that with their clothing? Are they doing that with their local food produce? Unless you're doing all of that, then them arguments sort of gonna do my head in a bit. But I've seen that a lot of late. Yeah, as eco-friendly as you can. Well, are you living eco-friendly? Because I'm pretty sure that you know the food and the clothing and everything else you use in your life is ten times worse than that one bottle of nutrients that come from the Netherlands. But it's arguments I don't want to get into, so I avoid. <laughs> that, it, yeah, it, it's a tricky one because it's like, does lifestyle make a difference on growth style? Yeah. And I think it's almost like, um, in all honesty, it's, it works the other way around. Like, the more focused you become on what you're growing and what you're putting into your growth, yeah, yeah, the yeah. more you start becoming aware of your own lifestyle's inputs. Yeah. But again, it comes down to everybody's moral justification of what they're doing. Yeah, and it just whatever floats anyone's boat, basically. If people want to grow it, everyone should be eco-minded. But, I mean, don't force it down people's throats. Because I'm starting to see that side of growing starts to be forced again online a little bit, and that's getting on my nerves already. It's just... Well- you know, I, I was listening a couple of weeks ago when somebody brought up the "Are you living eco-friendly?" and all that stuff. I'll tell you, you know, it is a nice idea, and you like to think that you are and all that bullshit. But I've never once sat down and said, "I'm going to grow so I can be better for the econ- or econ- fucking the world." I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but not once I said, "Oh, this is going to save power. It's going to be better for the planet." Not once I said, "Oh, I'm going to go down to the farmers market." I just I've never thought of it that way. I just wanted to grow the most organically most possible for being like it was outside inside my house. Yeah. And that's the point. See, for you, you want to grow organically. So someone shouldn't be there pointing the finger saying, but are you growing? I don't even know the word now. Are you growing the best for the environment around you? Go away. Yeah. You go and grow for the environment if you want to. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying that I don't agree with that. What I'm saying is, is that person just stay in their corner, stay in their lane and enjoy their growing. They shouldn't be telling you how to grow yours and questioning how you're growing yours. Well, I mean, you know, the old saying, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, but they all stink. (laughs) That's it, mate. I like that. Very true. But as I say, it's not a dig. It's just one of them things. I I thought I would see this start to rear its ugly head. These are the very strong opinions when it comes to organic growing. And normally you see it online is it will be people that, people are just doing their thing, but then you'll have you know, a couple of people that want to be more organic than that person. So now they're sourcing locally. And, and I feel like going on there and looking at their feed or something on Instagram and finding things and saying, well, that ain't local. That ain't local. You know, there's in other things that they're fucking um, using. But, 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Becomes a slitching for us. This shit is what I'm saying. Fest what at the end of the day, avoided, like, played, man. It, it's you're organic, but are you organic enough? You're organic, but yeah. are you biosustainable? You're all you're biosustainable, but are you regenerative? Like, does it fucking matter? That's <laughs> yeah. just nuts. But yeah, man, I don't think that's where we're going at the minute. No, 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 no. I just, just had, a, this... had to get my little rant in there. Hundred percent, no, man. We, we like, understand. You hate it. <laughs> I like this conversation because it's almost like um, Cam's not. Well, yeah, by necessity, using stuff that's locally sourced. Yeah, it's growing turn, the way he wants turns to out to be organic. As like, I do me, you know, I like flood and drain. I am wasting nutrients, but I fucking enjoy the way I grow. Do you know what I mean? It's, people should be able to grow the way I want to grow. But this is a whole number of thing. There wasn't any reason for this. It just uh, just come into my head as we were talking about it. And yeah, I, I can't feel about it, bro. <laughs> in chat. <laughs> you know, and I can't sit here and say that everything I get is one hundred percent locally sourced. I mean. I, the, Sea creature shells that I bought. <laughs> it was put to, okay. I bought a bunch of hermit crabs and stuff from a lady. I'm sure she did not get right here in the heart of Alabama. Put it that way. <laughs> and she probably wondered why I bought a hundred of them. I checked out what your coastline size, man, and it's like there's barely a coastline. <laughs> I, I'm sure you would be landlocked, but there was some kind of revolt. Like, no, we need some water. Like, fuck you guys in Florida. We're taking this bit. <laughs> Yeah, we don't have much of a coast there, but uh, you know, it, it is only like a three-hour drive to any of the beaches down on the Panhandle. Of course, uh, we got some members that are from Florida, but they from way down south. Yeah, I always yeah. thought like, it's ignorance, but look, not anymore. Obviously, I've grown up and I know what a map looks like. But you do that, Florida because of the accents there wasn't south south. I know it's not. Do you know what I mean? But you picture like your accent to be south south or like texan to be south south i know it is but you know what i mean i just never florida florida's completely different accent it's more i would associate it with more the northern states but i don't know that's just ignorance i think being a kid and watching movies but well you gotta think if you're capable of moving to a place that's going to be sunny every or all the year long and the cold's going to be about 50 degrees at mm. winter time and there's beaches and there's good food and you have that much money and you're living up north where it's snowing all the fucking time mm. and you're old, you're going to get your ass down south. Yeah, take them Florida, man. <laughs> you know, it's just part of it. Nobody wants to sit there. I don't know. Y'all may like it, but nobody wants to sit outside and shovel snow for three or four hours in the winter time and get snowed in. I would shit my pants if I got snowed in and couldn't walk outside my door. <laughs> I've had snow on my place maybe five times in my life, and it's not ever been more than about two inches of snow, if that. Yeah. It's gone the next day, put it that way. Yeah. My first experience of Florida was as a kid watching Golden Girls. If I want to know what it is, <laughs> it's, it's just these fucking three retired old women living out their retirement oh, in Florida. It's it like, didn't sound like that by the title. Yeah, yeah no, it's not like some <laughs> fucking silk porn or something. But, um, but yeah, that's just like my mental image of Florida. It's just retired people everywhere. Lots of dinners at three o'clock in the afternoon, so everyone can be in bed by by six. Like. There's definitely a lot of it. And, you know, they're the, we like to call them the most northern southern state. Oh, so there is something what I was thinking then with Jackson. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. they're mixed all around. And now, I mean, there's a lot of people born and raised down there who have their little accents. You know, you get down mm. to, to the bayous and stuff. And, and yeah. kind of like Louisiana, you know, they got them 
little that's French twang to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what now. Now you're saying that, that's what was in my head because it is you, the Bayou and the French twang and like the alligator hunters on telly that you see. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, that, that was it was in my head. But then you see like the the the, the movies or like the, yeah, the, the condos the, and the stuff. Boxers, I like boxers, and all the Florida boxers don't sound like they're from South. It was like oh, but yeah. So and Josh, we talked to Josh, and Josh doesn't sound. Like your mama. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I bet old uh, Mama Bear would be a fun one to hear. And yeah, she's, she's gonna she's gonna sound like the damn Western movies. She just doesn't have an accent, apparently. We've had this argument many a time. We have the accent, but no, there's definitely, definitely an accent there. <laughs> oh mama. But yeah, we have to get her on sometime. She said she would. Do you find your accent comes out thicker when you start getting on the heavier, like broad leaves, indicas? Get the get the northern lights out uh, into you, and your cheeks get heavy, and you can't help but use an accent. Oh, I don't know. I, I mumble anyway. If you're telling me that's what's <laughs> happening, I believe you. You know, uh, but it definitely happens when I get drunk. I tell you that. Well, let's get back to cams growing. We went off on the side. We've done, <laughs> we've done Florida. We've done Alligator Organic Grows. <laughs> that's my so, bit done for the show <laughs> well Florida was almost related because that's where Cam's dung uh, or cow manure is coming from when it's yeah there. yeah so I'll, getting... I'll bring it all in for you like there you go so yeah so it's been so all the way Cam um, so strains what's been your favourite strain to grow because you've done some beautiful strains man well my favourite to actually grow uh, was the sour diesel autos that I had uh, I probably bought 30 seeds of them and they were from uh, Cincy Seeds and they were just so easy to play with I, I could top them motherfuckers five or six times before they would go into flower they were resilient they never sat there and got sad never got mad at me never drooped or pouted I mean they just loved everything I did to them and that was uh, grown in the Fox Farm Ocean Forest but as far as that goes, my favorite, like we talked about earlier, is the Northern Lights. But my favorite to grow was absolutely those those sour D's from Cincy. I've suddenly kind of had a gut wrenching thought. Are we talking to a an auto grower now? Yeah, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> On the Grow Room Forum channel, have we got a pro auto grower? Hold on a minute, we've got a pro auto, and he's in mud. Fuck, we've gone downhill. What's going on here? Sorry, Cab, go on. <laughs> no, I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually a really nice flavoured change, I've yeah, got to man. admit, man. We don't often have somebody who's... It was That's the third time you've mentioned an, uh, an auto... Like, Cam's done a lot of autos, The, the auto strain, and I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah, Cam does turn autos. It's been predominantly autos you're growing, isn't it? I think, yeah. Well, do, you dapp- I, do you dapple in many photos? That's kind of where I was going to go with the question. Yeah, um, I did for a while there. And I was talking to you a couple months ago about, you know, never doing another auto. <laughs> but here I am with a tent full of about nine or ten of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not very smart, but I always think, hey, I want some quick dope. You know, and I'm, I'm impatient. Mm. But no, uh, I guess <laughs> this is about to sound bad. I think. You were a part of this one, Kino, the uh, Colombian Gold grow-off. Colombian Gold. But either way, that was the last photo period that I, I grew. That was, uh, I guess, like three and a half years ago, man. 
That's before this place then, it must have been. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I take that fucking back. I've grown a couple of the photos that y'all sent me, actually. Uh, I got them on the wall. I guess I got the, the pineapple and the uh, silver grape sherbet from uh, Grower's Choice, and then the pineapple was from Seed Stalkers. I grew yeah. those. But I did a quick veg. I mean, it was like five weeks flip. Yeah. Just thinking of Columbian, was that the one that was re- didn't do very well at all with the yield-wise? I don't know which was it. Uh, yeah. It was just little buds, wasn't it? Or like it was really like sativa stretched out, but they weren't big. Well, that was a Colombian yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That's probably more of a lamb race, I'd imagine. I, I can't think of top of my head, but that might be something to do with it. But I don't remember the grow off though. As an auto grower, or as turning out quite a few autos, Cam, <laughs> um, do, do you notice a difference with flowering time and pot size? As in, like, do you think there's when the roots hit the bottom, they go into flower or it's more like a certain strain has a time period before it goes into flower. Well, I'll tell you, um, I had three plants that were all, uh, the same. I got six of them. There's three of each kind in my tent right now. And they're all autos and three of them are for the grow off the Sherbert autos that, uh, you sent us. And they're all about, eight inches bigger and have already started flowering compared to the other ones that are a little bit farther behind, about a week behind, they were all started at the same time. And so I don't know if these autos really do wait for the roots to hit the bottom because I water them all the exact same and it was the same mixture and, you know, just about the exact same amount of soil or manure and uh, things that I put in there in each pot. So I don't know how to answer that, honestly. Is that two different strains, like three and three? Yes, but I also, I mean, I got like seven Colorado cookie autos in my tent, but three of them are in the exact same pots that uh, my Sherbert autos are in. Mm-hmm. And like That's... I said, they're behind. So it kind of sounds to me almost like strain timing, depending on like the vigor of the plant, maybe, rather than just the pot size. For me, I think that these little autos just do what the hell they want. Yep. I mean, you either get you one that's going to be nice and polite or you get you a bipolar one. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That freaking nail on the head, that is. Uh, there are, I always just say that they're a law unto himself. Oh, absolutely. I've had autos that, you know, I had the exact same strains and you know, one be supposed to be indicas now, one be four foot tall and one be 12 inches tall mm. and both flowering at the same time. I don't understand autos, and that's why I don't like to claim that I, <laughs> I grow. <them. laughs> but, you know, when they're being polite like they are right now, uh, my whole tent's happy, besides one, and that was I rushed feeding, and the rest of the water had been sitting out for about a week and a half, and I got some from the sink and right to the old pot like a dumbass. And I hope I didn't uh, tear up the micro herd too much, because I'm sure that chlorine wasn't very good for them. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't stand my water. I got to admit, I'm kind of like, if I'm knocking them back, I'm knocking everyone back and I'm doing enough treatment that I'm just hoping that good guys are in there, like overpopulating. I understand. Um, you know, it, it'd make more sense for me to go and get the well water that's you know, naturally around here, there's a bunch of whales, but, um, you know, it's a little, it's actually a little bit more acidic than uh, the tap water. Hmm. You know the the, uh, the pH and or background EC. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know a Jewish salt, bro. 
and what it is there. Well, what uh, the bags of Fox Farm is supposed to be uh, right right below seven. I think it's like six point eight or something like that on uh, that deal. But I don't have a clue for what I'm doing when I just mix it all up. No, I'm just I'm hoping and guessing. And I've been listening to the podcast GMO going on about different soil amendments, and it got me really thinking about the things like you said, or we talked about earlier that are just right around the corner from me. So I, I couldn't tell you what my pH is. I don't even have a pH um, probe or nothing. No, I only ask because it is often over here we were quite lucky with what we have, and there was always that. You back in the day, it was people would say they pH water, pH their feed for their soil, and it always baffled me. But I was predominantly talking to UK growers, and it's pretty much spot on wherever you are in the UK within reason for soil. But obviously in the US, we found out and we spoke to my food that. Wow, man, there's some, there's some mad water over there. Mad water. Some very, very, you know, uh, very different to what we have over here in the ranges anyway. That's the only reason that I did ask. I never would have thought about that, honestly. What is y'all's water? Mine's pH around 7 and EC about 0.7. So I, yeah, I, I don't know anything about the EC. Yeah. But. It just, it just, I used to wonder why people, especially US growers with pH in their, their water for their, their soil grows. I mean, over here, we were told, you know, again, this is all like, you know, the bro science communities, and that was community that I was on, that the water, uh, the soil buffers the water, uh, buffers the pH of the water. But again, these were all UK growers, so they weren't dealing with mental, like, nine uh, pH, whatever. Like, obviously, I know some places are over there, so... Yeah, uh, I got a buddy that's down the road that uh, I used to live with that started growing about a year after I did. And he pHs his water and he does everything. He, he went and got a lineup. Uh, it's not an advanced lineup. I'll have to look into that and let you know. But it has about 15 bottles that he's feeding his plants. And nice. he's got a pH up and a pH down. And, and, you know, at this point in time, it's like, shit, I you got that much or that many chemicals going into it. I don't know if I even want to smoke. I gave him the seeds. He's supposed to be giving me some of the bud. <laughs> I don't know if I even want it. Yeah. That's I'm sure I'm going to take it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try it, man. It's only yeah. polite. Like, you can't, so you can't cuss it before you try it. I'm a dummy. I'm not turning down free weed, dummy. <laughs> so is he in soil with that many bottled nutrients, or is he cocoa? He's in soil. That's mad, man. That's I was going to say that um, sometimes uh, there's a, there's lots of different arguments for pHing and adjusting your your water in soil. Like um, if you're trying to take out background, and if you're trying to make it potentially easier to be kept in range as well, then you don't want the massive swings because that's it's putting extra work into your medium. If that makes sense, and we're trying to just make it a labor of love nothing's hard work for anything so yeah if you're dealing with real high fucking um hardness and stuff then it could be worth considering shit like lemon juice and citric acids they can also um be added beneficially should we say so yeah there's ways of ph in but it doesn't always have to be fucking gnarly acids and shit Um, sorry, I was just looking at this. He was doing Nectar of the Gods, though. Um, and like, if you look at their website, he has a sample bottle of every single thing they have. And I'm scrolling, and I'm up to, like, 
15 right now. I think it's 15 bottles they have. I yeah. gotta admit, I only hear good things about that Nectar of the Gods, but again, I've only heard that you need like three of the 15 or 17 oh. bottles or something. I was gonna say, what do you need 17 bottles for in soil? I don't, and you wouldn't even need that in full water. I, I, that's, that's baffling, man. It's probably one of them ones where there's five bottles that could be in one bottle, but they've separated into five bottles to sell you five bottles. Yeah. But I'm not digging it. I've never even seen the thing to have a go at it. But that's, yeah. And, you know, like you said, uh, Jim, I, I've never heard anything bad about it either. But when I saw the, his collection of nutrients, <laughs> it, it blew me away. You know, it just, I'm used to when I was bottle feeding, it was I had one for veg and then two for flowering, you know, uh, and that was it. And you just put like two or three teaspoons in my gallon of water. Did you, did you never get into the, like when you first started buying grow gear? you had to collect every bottle of the range and have every every bit of the graphics because it's like that's half the sales pitch of the collection in it right you need every one of the pictures in your bottle so you can pull out the whole range and be like look how cool my 17 bottles look no? yeah um, <laughs> i really didn't get that much into it and i have a bunch of buddies who have you know that like he does he has and he's got a bunch of fox farm but fox farm sells a trio which is grow big big bloom and tiger bloom and that's what they push and push. And if you go on the internet to look, those are the main three. But they do have a complete lineup of all kinds of other stuff that I've never even opened or, or bought because mm -hmm. the trio had me covered from day one. And when I was doing research on them, you know, that was all they really had. But now, like you say, they have probably another 10 or 15 different things to go in it and, and about five different kinds of soil now. It used to be just uh, Ocean Forest and Happy Frog. And Happy Frog was like the little sister. It was shit. <laughs> fair enough man uh again that's probably as an auto grower but i own and as a uk guy i only hear happy frog used as a base for building like super soils so it kind of makes sense you, see, you want something that's going to go the distance when you're in an auto soil pot you don't want to be just taken over two weeks in Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I give my respects to Fox Farm. They've done great for me over the years. I, I wasn't trying to bash them earlier. Um, I mean, I, I've grown autos that I never even fed any anything to because the soil is so hot naturally. I mean, it is it is based, you know, like I said, with back guano and the worm castings. And uh, I mean, it's it's amazing what all is in this motherfucker. If you really were to look at the uh, the mix up. It is one of the hottest things I've ever, I mean, it's hotter than manure. It kind of, when, with you describing what's in it, the name makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Or is that just me kind of simplifying stuff? Right? It's made of ocean and forest stuff. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, just about everything you can find is right there. And it's just heavily concentrated, I guess it's probably also cooked so it's like super super available that's the thing with super soils though is, is because it's all super available it can sometimes be a bit hot like say said earlier in chat um if you've got something that's that's you know able to feed a plant for eight plus weeks it's going to be loaded isn't it i mean it's not something we're starting seedlings in unless you're an auto grower and you want to like wrench the shit out of them mm. <laughs> from the get-go but it well, seems to do well. I don't know how. They oh, oh, it's, it's massive over there, isn't it? I mean, we don't have it over here. If we do, I've not really seen it. But it's uh, definitely something that a lot of people 
he was over there, Fox Farm. It's something I see all the time on Instagram, all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've recommended it for a long time. Mm. You know, like I said, I, I wasn't trying to be so hard on him earlier. I just it probably was me getting pissed off using those purple lights I never used and watering too much. And I'm used to running HPS. I mean, I'm still amazed. I got two of these LEDs in my tent at 76 degrees right now. It's blowing <laughs> my fucking mind. Mm. You've just upgraded your lights, I suppose. That's something for us to go into. Because you were using what would be kind of difficult in such a hot place, metal halides and HPS, for a long time. Yeah, I struggled with heat for a very long time. Um, but, yes, uh, I, well, I didn't win it. TTL did, and he graciously sent it to me. Um, one of the ISH 100BRs, I believe it is. And yeah. uh, I've had that one for about a month, and I, I love it. I had it in my tent with... Uh, uh, MH going right at the moment uh, or had last week and I just got uh, a spider farmer 1000 watt and it's in there right beside it and my plants seem so fucking happy it's just brought their temperature straight back into range mm. oh yeah you know I mean before I had the six inch blowing in and four inch going out and <laughs> I was keeping it around 85, 86. And right now I have the four inch uh, extraction fan and it's on about halfway. And I don't have any intake coming through. I just got a couple fans, of course. But uh, it's so nice to be able to sit in the grow room and, and smoke and not be sweating. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Because you've also got one of the worst horror stories about uh, trying to add air conditioning to deal with heat <laughs> and whenever somebody mentions air conditioning i'm like just talk to cam so you make sure you're buying the right kind of air conditioning unit oh my god yeah um yeah. i guess that was kind of like the equivalent of bb's tattoo um just not a good choice <laughs> i love you bb don't hurt me um <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I tried to do that. I was trying to grow upstairs in the in the barn, and uh, it was just like August. I think the temperature's mm. about 115 degrees outside, and, and there's no air conditioning in there, so I, took, I bought a, a uh, <laughs> window unit AC, and I put it up there, and it was it was a mess. What do you do? Really I haven't heard this, so... Oh, I'm sure you can find pictures on the forum if you go back yeah. and look at some of my failed diaries. <laughs> go to the incomplete section and just pick one of the, like, the eight of mine. It, if I remember correctly, did you have it set up so it was like blasting, cooling, humid air, basically, into a tent? Ooh. Yes, 100% correct. Uh, was there like a little <laughs> bit of ducting as well, which just gave it even more area to condensate before it went into the tent? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was drinking a lot back then. I wasn't ever thinking about any of that. Well, wow, shit-faced. The logic made so much sense when I saw you building it, man. I was like, Matt, this is, that's genius because it's almost like a breather room, but it's directed not kind of thinking about all the different things that were really coming into play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if you look back there, at one point in time was a floor mat on the ground, <laughs> just absorbing all the water. <laughs> That's what you call fucking stupid. 
It's uh, catching the drift, sure that's... but slowly releasing the humidity back. That's the thing. Like, we're smart. We'll, okay, we'll clean up the mess, but it's actually making the situation that much fucking worse because it's dripping more. <laughs> well, you know, the the police thought it was funny, too, <laughs> when they got me, because that was that grow. Oh, I'm glad gosh. I didn't get to finish that one. Not good. Yeah, they came and knocking before I could harvest that. Bastards, man. Well, I suppose kind of do, do you a favor if they got a little chuckle out of it as well. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody was like, why don't you put the AC right there next to it? I said, like, buddy, it's 100 fucking degrees in this room. <laughs> uh, no, fair come. play, man. That's That's commitment to your plants. Going all out, like, 100 degrees. No, fuck it. I'm not bringing the AC indoors. It's going to the plants. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, I had uh, I had a house then. It wasn't a trailer, so it was nice and cool in my home anyways. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you could bring it indoors. So, yeah. I no. do that with fans, though. It, it comes up to summertime. I'm like, I'm going to get a couple of nice fans for the house. They always make it up into the loft. <laughs> like, never get used downstairs. <laughs> Is it? Oh, but my fans go missing from the house out there. She goes mad. Like, where's the fan gone? I don't know. Maybe one of the kids have got it. <laughs> it it broke. <laughs> <laughs> it was making a funny noise, so I sent it back. That happened with the aircon as well. The aircon went out there. Well, I have to fight my lady for mine. She'll take the 18 inch box fan I have outside the tent when it was hot in here, and she can go put it by her damn bed. Mm. And I had to steal it in the mornings and shit. He's a different heat. She already hates me. That was a struggle there. You know, a woman gets mad if she don't have her fan on at night. So, mate, we do definitely different levels of heat to what we have to experience. So, it must be a nightmare growing in HP. I know because obviously, my mum, when she's sharp, I was up in her, and um, it's just she's had to use one of them inline like ACs, like uh, a portable unit, but it's got like. um, I really want one for over here, to be honest. It's got the ducting. So instead of having the vent on the top, there's like ducting that it sucks in through ducting and blows out through ducting. So you can actually have it as an intake on the tent. But um, yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to grow in them temperatures. It's bad enough over here at like 30, when it's 30 degrees Celsius outside, it's just killer. So hitting like 40 plus, Jesus, man. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah, it's not fun. But hell, you, you know. You gotta walk outside in it anyways. If you can live in it, you make sure damn weed can. Yeah. It just is gonna be a struggle. That's it now. The LEDs come a long way that you said the blurple lights weren't what they should have been. They would they've done the job back in the day, but these new lights seem to be more than up to par with HID. So I never thought I'd be saying, but but they certainly seem to be. So there's a bit of a godsend there. They're just not cheap to kit out larger areas, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had I was all against LEDs because everybody I knew just had blurples. And I mean, I, I have about five of them little bastards now where I was trying to be cheap, trying to be cheap. And I wish I'd just save money like everybody tells you to do and buy a nice one. But now that I have these two white light LEDs, I'm I'm fucking loving this shit. I mean, my plants are so much happier, rooms cooler, environments nicer, and it's probably a lot nicer on my power bill. What I noticed under the LED, the white one, is how much healthier, just healthier they were. I mean, it's not the temperatures not coming into play with where I was growing with them because it's I was able to keep it under control. But it just seemed the happier, healthier plant, and obviously, happy, healthier plants going to produce more and more quality bud as well. So 
yeah, it's just, just definitely taken over HID now, I'd say, as I'm about to teach K-Bag quite badly in that graph with his uh, gavitter. So got to teach him a lesson. Put another, I've got another two strips coming off of um, Invis. So I'm going to be bumping up to 720 watt. Hey, uh, explain those strips to me real quick. They're just a prototype, mate. He, he, he's bringing out a, a strip type light. So obviously, the strip type light, the strip type light, will give a better coverage. I think. Well, it will uh, because it's not condensed. So the standard boards, which is the same as any other standard board, the the light is condensed to a panel, which is probably thirty by twenty five centimeters, and there can be two fourths of them on each of the actual heat sinks. Using the strips, you can cover like a meter area very evenly. And he, I think he's going down that route. He had the, the strips made up as prototypes. And I was very lucky lucky to get four of them. And he's going to give me some more of them, the last one. So it's just just it's the same LEDs that he uses. The uh, GMO, help me, LM. GMO. <laughs> LM301s, I think, um, the Samsungs. And uh, he just stuck them on these strips. So just get a, a better coverage. And it's not as intense a light in a spot and always said I would go to LED when that happened in my head LED was always going to be better over a large spread whereas um, like the old purple lights we all know they were like 40 by 50 centimetres tops but normally 30 by 30 centimetres and some of them would be 700 watt of light that's intense hot spot of light and then you've got to move away one foot from the centre of that and the, the, you know it drops off there's hardly any light hitting the canopy so that's what, what it was but he's uh just a prototype from Visible Sun that he very kindly gave me. So I'm in love with oh, him, man. Yeah. That's pretty wait. cool, man. Yeah, he obviously be bringing out the, the version he's going to be using uh, in the near future, I'd imagine. So it'd be interesting to see what he comes out with actually for sale because I think they're the way forward, man. Sorry, what did I miss? I oh, know, I was trying he to was work. He was talking about heavy, hard drugs, and I told him to get back on the couch. <laughs> hey, man, as long as it grows, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> Bad GMO. No, what's the uh, Samsung chips? LM. They're free white Samsung chips. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the model <laughs> name. Three hundred uh, one, isn't it? Uh, well, see, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're the same as the Spider Farmer chips. Yeah, they're all using the same, mate. Um, yeah, it comes down to the bin and the yeah. QC on them and how they're mounted, and so yeah, there's they're all the same chips at the end of the day, but the chip is kind of a spec design anyone can make the chips I guess. now Keno, didn't you tell me that they're about to be uh having a store in the u.s yes mate invisible, um, sun? invisible sun up they're gonna have a store in the u.s and it will be cheaper than the hlg for the equivalent wattage and boards which will be very interesting that's it hello 301h in chat the same um so yeah that would be real interesting man um because they do use invisible sun obviously confirmed and spoke about the bins that they use. They are top bins. I can't remember. It's in the last podcast. Um, he was on there. But yeah, so Invisible Sunlights will be in the US and they will be cheaper and that will include shipping than the equivalent lights over there. So it's be interesting to say, least. obviously we stand behind them lights and um, we will use them for a reason. You know, they do do very well. Um, but I haven't used HLD, so I'm not shitting on anyone. I'm saying... I believe they are pretty much going to be a very similar light um, in quality and um, visible sun will be over there, man. So, well, interesting. Neat, man. 
Yeah, new place to spend some money. I'm happy to do That's it. it, mate. Yeah, I thought of you as soon as he said it. I thought, oh, Cam will be in trouble. Got hard to <laughs> credit cards, man. <laughs> yeah, don't need that problem. You just need to save up. <laughs> so, was it yourself, Cam, who grew? I want to say it was a sweet seed strain that had like proper red pistols. Uh, yes, it was the uh, red perps. That's the one. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Was that an auto? Oh gosh, I honestly don't remember. I don't want to lie to you. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I'm, I'm happy to also assume with your track record that it's an auto. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go with that. Was no, that's cool, man. Female seeds. No, sweet seeds. Did I say sweet seeds or did I say female? It's, I think you it's, said sweet. I thought it or maybe was. It was I'm, I don't know. It was sweet. No, the female, female seeds. The female I seeds. Them over. I would say the, fe- the female seeds I did was uh, the blueberry cheesecake. How did that one work out for you? Oh, God, it was terrible. I grew about five and a half foot. I ended up circling it around in my tent, and it looked like a damn hula hoop. Fair enough. I, I didn't hear good things. I tried to germ nine seeds. One started, but never made it past seedling stage. I don't like to badmouth any seed company, but I didn't have a great turnout from germination. Yeah, I uh, I think I gave those seeds away. It it was ridiculous. Both of them were huge, and you know I, I'd rather have five or six little ones that are going to grow right. And and in between the nodes, I mean, it would be sometimes seven or eight inches. And I mean, I'm talking about I'd have to move the light up overnight to be almost touching on a regular basis. That's a beastie plot. Beastie plant. There's a lot of growth, though. I mean, I suppose if you're trying to turn out a huge plant outdoors, but that sounds very unmanageable for what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, definitely for me. I mean, Paul's tent I got now is five foot. I don't even have big tents anymore. You know, they all got taken away. No, but five foot's... Still, almost more workable space than you'd have in a six foot with a HID light. Like if you were running metal halide, you still have like about like a foot and a half of space you'd need. Oh yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. Uh, see, that was the nice thing about those is usually you don't get much stretch when you're running a whole bunch of watts on just a few plants, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing autos. The height really was never that much of an issue on those for me, except for like, a couple of the ones that we were testing out, of course. One of them, you never miss it till it's gone. Yeah. As soon as I put down my 2.2 tall, meter tall tent, I was like, holy shit, man, these 1.6s, 1.8s, like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine having a tent that big. It would be awesome. You know, uh, there's a guy on the forum. Uh, yeah, he's from down here. I put him on the forum. Lit something. I don't. Know, I hadn't talked to him in a long time, but he's got an entire fucking trailer. That's awesome. Yeah, but the kid also is a farmer that's allowed to grow legally. 
that's something I was going to mention because you had a bit of time in the hemp CBD industry, or yeah. kind of. Yeah, um, I had a store uh, in in Alabama down here right when it first kicked off and became legal in every state up to point three percent T or point zero three percent THC. Um, and, and I was doing that, and we were the only place in the state that had the flower, and uh, and with my track record. Uh, my stuff was getting tested a lot because I just got done being incarcerated over that <laughs> like five months prior. And now I'm opening up a CBD store and I'm trying to sell three gram or three and a half gram bags of CBD but <laughs> in the heart of the Bible. So they came up pulling up every once in a while and uh, all my packages that we, when we were ordering, cause I had to order from out of state and, you know, right then when it became legal, they passed the bill, and uh, I think it was 200 people in the state of Alabama got their license to grow uh, CBD or hemp, whatever you want. I guess it is uh, really hemp, but um, they all got their thing, but a lot of them didn't get the processing license, and I had a buddy that had that, but you know, other people would come and, and buy his bud because they only had the processing. They didn't have the growing license and back and forth, so it wasn't like one person could do a takeover. They were trying, it seemed like, not to let anybody have too much power in the hemp industry at, at that moment. Um, and, of course, now that's changed. There's been a couple hundred more each year since. But um, it, it, it was a big boom, and a lot of shit was happening. And uh, it was when all those trucks were getting pulled over, you know, for 2,000 pounds of marijuana. And then three days later, they find out it was all CBD, but, you know, and the people are getting sued left and right. Um but it was it was a fun business. Just didn't get enough attention right here in the, in the Bible Belt. It made it a little hard. Mm. I can imagine. It's obviously where you are in the world. So was it? Is it still pretty strict there? I mean, obviously, I know you've been in trouble. So, so I asked. I mean, there was we used to hear stories of the South being or years ago, long before it was legal over there. I'm talking about like back in the high times and red eye magazines and that. That the South was pretty you know if you got caught with things you was in a lot of trouble oh no doubt um i mean around here when i was coming up i knew people that would get arrested for a couple seeds in the floor and some of the green leaves you know and especially when they were minors um but no you get caught with a joint down here you're going to jail uh, even today they're gonna send you to jail i mean you get bonded out you're gonna be on probation for six months or so but you know uh I've never gotten caught except for when I was a minor and I told him I was going to sit in juvie and I did. Mm. I said, well, shit, give me 22 days in juvie over six months of doing probation and paying you $50 a month just so I can piss for you. But, you know, they, they gotten down a lot. Um, I guess if you wanted to be technical, it's 10 years per plant in my state. But of course, as we all know, that didn't happen to me or I'd have been gone for about 40 years when I got caught. Yeah. So like seven months. So that's what I'm saying. So obviously the the, the guidelines there would be not being enforced. So if that's what I'm saying over here, say the guidelines are just not enforced anymore to within reason. So it's nowhere near like 10 years, but I mean, you know, a lot of people below the northern border in the UK are not getting in a lot of trouble for, you know, four to eight plants sometimes when going down the station. So the 10 years would be a guideline per plant, but that's not actually happening at the moment, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not doing it like that. Um, 
Now, I mean, there's some local judges that are, are really hard on it. And, and <laughs> Sessions, uh, our former, I guess, attorney general for the country, whatever, is from Alabama. And he's been quoted as said uh, many times, you know, um, no good human being smokes cannabis. Mm. You know, but there's that same fucker that'll drink the hell out of some scotch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just a weird place. Now, I mean, there are a lot of places in, in the big cities. They'll probably give you a ticket. Or they might just take it away from you if you just had a blunt or a joint or something like that. But, uh, you know, when you go state to state, it, it's different. It's hit or miss. And the few times I've done the illegal stuff as far as transporting back from Colorado or California and stuff, I mean, you go through one state that, you know, you're fine. And then the very next one, you're looking at prison for trafficking. Yeah, that's that's Over, always like what, two ounces. You know, it's ridiculous. That's what baffles my brain. That's my brain trying to understand it uh, over there. Obviously, I know that it's a federally and not legal, so uh, different states have different things. But it's you, you sort of like it's not like it is, but you, to, to me, it's the way that they work. The laws work there. It's almost like separate countries within a country, as in, like, say, we would be here or in Europe. Obviously, it's a very large land mass, and there's a you know, it is one country, obviously, but they, they, they do do it all differently, and that must be mental. Could you, I mean, it must happen, people get put in prison for something that two meters away across the border they wouldn't in, in the same country it's not even different countries i mean in a different state that's mad shit man i heard the un's reclassified cannabis uh, so that it now has like potential medicinal properties or that are due yeah, further research yeah. yeah that was, was what i was gonna on say i haven't yeah, been I reading it yet it. yeah mm. but it's does sound like movement forward at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. If oh, it's yeah. no longer, I'm not sure if it was a controlled schedule five or two or what it was. I haven't finished reading it and I don't actually know the shit off the top of my head, but it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like progress, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and, and see, right before the virus hit, they were supposed to be voting, uh, I guess this past October or November here uh, for medical marijuana they had gotten a uh, committee together of scientists and they were doing all that and you know that's when I was talking to my doctor and he told me that when it comes I'm going to get my card for anxiety and all that kind of bullshit but you know this is this virus fucked everything up and so now we're going to be waiting a, a little while longer and the last four or five times that cannabis has come across the bills it gets shut down quick you know it, it may pass the senate or the house but the other one won't let it pass and it's a fucking shame, but I'm hoping this time around they'll do right um, because they finally gave us Lenny's law or uh, whatever the hell the little girl's name was. That she had to move from Alabama just because her, her parents got arrested trying to give her cannabis medicine and the oils to uh, get rid of epilepsy. And, uh, you know, they ended up making a law for the little girl saying that people could get it if you had epilepsy and a couple of other major things, but you know, not really any THC in it they still had arrested her father. So they moved to another state where it was legal. And the little girl went from having like 30 something seizures a day to like none for like three or four months. It's just it's mad, isn't it? I mean, it is. You know, it's amazing what that shit can do for people, but you know, these yeah. old heads just won't give it a chance. No, it's, it's, that's always my argument. Obviously I know it helps a lot of people. It helps a lot of adults, a lot of older people, but you've only got to look at the many, you know, not even don't even need the proof anymore. There's enough videos of it online to see what it will do for a kid with some nasty, horrible epilepsy in seconds, how it starts to ease their suffering, how that is you no know, and you've got to remember that these kids are being force fed 
every pharmaceutical that they possibly can, you know, a hundred pound a pill or a hundred dollars a pill, you know, before this, and it hasn't worked. And then there's this little old plant that you can grow in, in, in a tent in the bedroom. And, and yeah, it, it's, it boggles the brain as to how it is still being treated. The parents are getting prosecuted for that shit in some places. It really does boggle the brain, but um, yeah, hopefully things are moving forward with this new bill. Um, I don't know if it's called a bill, the UN vote. Someone, yeah, talks, yeah, it, it's a UN vote, and it's still classed as a Schedule One uh, in as in U- U.S. federal law. Um, but the UN classification has changed, so it's kind of like the import export has may become a bit looser. But is, as well, there's a lot of local laws. I say local. There's a lot of national laws for different countries that are intrinsically looped into the UN's decision on where these things are. Like the EU's decision on cannabis lays very heavily on how the UN decided what classification it was. That was one of the defining factors on why the UK couldn't decriminalize or legalize because it it was still against the EU law, which would be against the UN law. (laughs) So it's a domino effect. The biggest guy's fallen, basically, and it allows the little guys to rearrange their books. It's absolutely a start. It's progress, yeah, like you said. It's definitely moving forward in places, and that's what matters. And you can't ignore it. Like I say, it's like the, what I said earlier about the U.S. states being so different, uh, you know, in the same country. But you, you can't ignore it, and it's the same with other countries around the world. We cannot ignore our government cannot ignore forever what is happening in some of the legal places, especially. The recreational side of it, I get. I get why people might not want that and why old governments or, you know, old old school thinking medical side of things, there's no argument against it no more for me. There's just no argument against it. It is treating a number of things, proven to be treating a number of things, not it might be or it makes me feel better if I'm high when I'm feeling like it. No, it's proving to be able to help. How can governments and uh, health services ignore that? They can't. They can't do it forever. The, 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 the wave started. It's just how that wave crashes over each country we get to see and how the governments choose to use that information and allow us to have access to it. But we'll we'll see. But it's definitely progress, which is what matters. Sorry, I'm just uh, Mm -hmm. Google newsing the the US side of it. It looks like Congress, it says, is poised to make a vote. But I, um, I have... That was two days ago. I can't see anything more recent. I'm gonna say, as far as I understand, it's gonna be a deal where, and it already is now, really and truly, where each state kind of makes up their own mind. Um, and of course, there was a lot of issues when California started selling it. I mean, there would be, you know, feds coming in there on a regular basis, shutting down dispensaries. They couldn't use banks, mm. you know. But now everything's set up where they're making so much fucking money, they'd almost be glad. You're, you're smoke. I mean, they are glad you're smoking pot. I mean, if you go out to Colorado, look at the fucking roads. Every road on the big cities is sponsored by a dispensary. They have to give back a certain amount of money or a certain amount of their profit. It is a part of them having a business there. They have to give it back to the city. You know, the schools are getting better. I mean, roads are better. Schools are better. You're yeah, making man. millions and millions in tax revenue every single year. What the hell is the reason not to? Sounds good to me. But it doesn't work like here the same, I don't think. They're not going to be sponsoring. It would just be tax money over here, I think, is the way it would work. But, yeah. It, it's interesting. Um, I 
looking into lo- the way local laws work, they could almost do test pilots in areas because the UK almost has a way of saying this area's bylaws can be regional, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. it's always so, done very quietly as well. But yeah. yeah, well, it only kind of dawned on me the other day, man. Did you vote for medicinal marijuana? Sorry? Did you, did we, did anybody vote? No, no, no. Medical cannabis in the UK? No. Like, it just fucking happened, didn't it? Yeah, and it, this is what we're saying. There's <laughs> always a time and a reason. It's always someone's getting a backhand or there's a wad of money going in someone's pocket in the right place at the top. It's not what we want. And that's why I would say I don't even vote no more. I've got no time for it. My life don't change. And there's always an ulterior motive to it. But yeah, it did just happen. Yeah, it was a weird awakening for me that I was like, holy shit, man. It doesn't matter all the noise people were making. Something just happened in the background, and they went, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll get, we're going." Well, no, yeah, there was a reason for it. It's the same way, like the, with you, you, you get over here, you get a say in what they want you to have a say, and when they don't like the outcome, there's a very big um, example of that recently. They'll try to do it again. So, like you, can, you can have a vote, and if you get the answer we don't want, we're going to give it two years and make you vote again. But that's the way this country works. We don't really get a say in anything. We're probably one of the most backward countries, I think, in in the world for that. And, and the biggest lie is that we don't know it. We think that we're pretty free, but I'm not saying that as in like conspiracy. Shit. I'm saying it's just a reality. The EU, we had to vote. We got to vote again. We'll probably get another vote because they don't think they really want to leave. But yeah, I mad. wanted to ask, like, um, so this CBD hemp production is it? Not the production's always at 0.3 THC to make it legal, is that right? Yes, uh, for all 50 states, uh, that's what they can legally do here in Alabama. Now, of course, where it's you know already recreational cannabis and stuff, they can grow whatever percentage they want in the hemp, and you know, they're growing really CBD and THC low scale buds for the medical stuff, or not low scale bud, but low percentages, I guess I should say. Um, but here they can only be 0.03% THC, uh, and along with a couple of the other states that aren't medical or recreational. Um, so everything has to go to a lab and it has to be you know, processed and all that same way. But there's, you know, there's different types of, I guess, as we know, hint, you know, this isn't the stuff that people make ropes out of. This is stuff that looks like our sweet Mary Jane, we're growing in a tent. I mean, it'll be fucking butted up. It's never, I've never seen really, really dense CBD bud. It always kind of looks like the shit we would have smoked when we were young. You know, I don't know if y'all had to go through it with all the seeds and shit and your stuff, but it's what it would look like. It's been stomped on and, and brought in through Mexico or something. And, and people had swapped hands 20 times before you get it kind of looking stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So you also mentioned like the processing license as well. Because that's kind of where I wanted to work out. Because you can't trade interstate, but if you're processing CBD for some kind of extract, you're left with a byproduct at the end of the day, aren't you? That is kind of illegal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, it's it's very weird lines there. But there again, it goes back to I think the only reason that we're allowing it is for the money. I mean. You know, even though the business what isn't great as far as the CBD bud, probably, you know, I've, when I had that store, I sold that shit to probably 
10 or 15 people and they were all young as hell and we're all would be like, well, I'm on papers and this and that, or I get drug tested for work. Well, this make me feel good. And so it's like, well, I mean, you're going to be calm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not going to put you on your ass, but it, you know, it's like the money thing. Once again, I, I think that the only reason that Alabama's voting anytime soon for, for cannabis is to get the tax money to redo our prisons. If, Anybody over here in the U.S. is listening, they'll understand. I mean, we're constantly in the news about having the worst prisons. I mean, uh, as far as being good for human beings to be in. They're old, they're pieces of shit, and the government's trying to force us to find money to build, like, five new prisons before, like, 2022, or the government's going to take over as far as the prison system goes. Um, You know, it's we don't have money. It almost sounds like you'd work out two problems at the same time, though. Because you yeah. could release a load of um, non-violent criminals and kind of alleviate the amount of prisons needing built but whilst making revenue to build more prisons. Absolutely. And right. all the states that have gone recreational, people are getting that stuff wiped off their cases. And, of course, unless it was trafficking charges and stuff, but, I mean, the, the petty shit, the people getting caught leaving the dope man with a half ounce or I think it's like up to two ounces before you uh, uh, for selling unless you know you have three or four different kinds in three or four bags then you're fucked they're gonna tell you you're selling right then anyways mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at least here but like i said you go up to the bigger cities and where you know they're worried about crackheads and robbers and people stabbing and raping and murdering around here it's damn it those fucking kids are drunk and they're smoking pot in their grandfather's truck let's go arrest them that sounds like boredom crimes man which i'm not really i'm not on board with but Hopefully that can change. Yeah, it is much bullshit. <laughs> Sounds much easier just growing your own low key, keeping it off the scale, off the radar and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there again, I mean, I, I buy weed all the time. <laughs> but there again, you know, it's it's right here in the town, and you know, I don't have a, I don't have a police station here. It's just a sheriff's office. There's two sheriffs. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's Which, proper I mean, small town. Yeah, but I mean, the, the town right over there, I mean, there's 30,000 population 15 minutes down the road, so anything ever happens, happens. There's always backup or the marshals or, you know, they call in other sheriffs and stuff, but it's not one of those places where you see a cop every time you walk out of a store. Like, you know, there's been a lot of times where I'll go to fucking the the little general store we have and, and get out of the car smoking a blunt and walk all the way up to the fucking door before I put it out. Uh, I don't expect to see no cops every time I go outside. Nah, nah that's fair. I, I got to admit, I'm, I call myself in suburbia, but I got a kind of high population where I am, but I still don't see police necessarily on a daily basis. It is, it's, it's pretty mad, but it's really crazy what's going on with all the, the cops committing suicide and stuff over here. I don't know if y'all are going through that shit, but it's been on the news a lot lately. Like New York City, which I mean, you got to think the population, I think there's 30 something thousand cops, but uh, they're averaging one cop suicide a month. That's crazy. But they also see a bunch of crazy shit too. I don't know why I'm talking about that. I guess I'm just high thinking about crime. No, man. Let's go commit like- some crimes, dude. Hey, this, this is your show. We'll take it down any rabbit hole you want to push it into. Like, 
and I'm sure you've got a, a few interesting, uh, I'll say felonies. I won't say crimes because crimes an interesting words. Like crime for me seems like morally unjust shit. But if I'm just doing shit that's against the law, then that's that's a different story. Yeah, I ain't yeah. hurting nobody if I I don't know. Well, go go streaking on a horse. <laughs> well, no, that didn't. I, that was that was something else. I don't know what how that came to where somebody wanted me to do that. Uh, wanted me to get naked and ride a horse or some shit. I don't know what the hell brought that up. It's probably some of that Kino weird stuff. But <laughs> no, uh, usually mine is just stupid crimes, man. I've, I've never done anything really. A dude shot my dog, and I got in the, the backhoe and took down the entire fence to his property and then flipped his trailer. That's, like, the meanest thing I've ever done. But, I mean, he was inside it, but he deserved it. He shot my dog. Damn, man. Uh, yeah. That's family. Fuck. Yeah, you know, and I went on a little chase around the farm. I wouldn't get, turn it off. I just kept driving because I was shit-faced drunk. So I had them, like, walking beside me for, like, two hours, shining flashlights in there trying to stop me. It was it was one of those fun times though. Looking back, I'm glad I did it. He was a shitty neighbor. <laughs> it sounds like well, I'd say I'm glad you found cannabis, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was already growing cannabis then. <laughs> man, this is like needless attention, dude. What the hell? Yeah, you know, it was one of those where I was like, I'm going to jail, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it right. <laughs> if I'm getting time, I'm getting a lot of time. Yeah, you know, and around here, when you go in front of a judge and say somebody shot your dog, they kind of understand. It's not like my dog was in a chicken coop or nothing. So. Yeah, no, it's a. I mean, pets become family. At the end of the oh, day, absolutely. so it's tricky. Absolutely, but no, uh, yeah, I mean the only marijuana charge I have is when they came a knocking, you know, and that was over my brother's lady. And I saw them coming. I watched my camera go into the barn and that's where I had the AC set up and everything. (laughs) My brother called and said they was on his way down to get to him. And I looked up the drive. They were about a half mile down the road and I watched them, the other team on camera going to my barn and went straight up the stairs into the attic. I think, "Uh uh-huh. I knew something somebody told. But uh, yeah, like I said, that was that was a fun arrest. I smiled in that one. That <laughs> yeah, I was proud. I was proud to have marijuana cultivation by my name. <laughs> Cow stories have always been almost like folklore and myth on uh, the forums, man. Yeah. Well, that. you know, and, and I probably wouldn't have got. Well, my brother, he did. Uh, he got thirty days and two years probation. And they sentenced me to three years. Okay. I uh, have never been friends with the judge. And his daughter was somebody I used to date that she, uh, <laughs> she ended up overdosing. And so he, he's oh, really shit. bad about drugs. Yeah, she did. Um, so that judge, he hates everybody. Yeah, drugs. Money. It has a, anything to do with any kind of drug. He's, he's, he's one of those old heads like the governor is and all those old people. I mean, my governor's 80-something years old woman. It's an alcoholic. Yeah, you know, mm. see how you can't even understand her. You go look up Alabama governor on YouTube. Mm. You listen to this little old bitch, and she can't even speak. She mumbles more than me. Yeah, I don't know if she knows where she is. 
and that's legal poison. Yeah. There's a lot of money in that legal poison. That's the thing. Yeah. But, you know, with ground here, every one day is three days served, as long as you're not doing something stupid. And, you know, but, you know, of course, I was always trying to get people to bring me shit over the fence and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, I got caught with cigarettes three or four times, which is each one was an extra felony. I just never got convicted of them while I was in there. So isolation was brought up a few times. Uh, solitary, I guess you would say, but you know, my brother's a lot smarter. He was yes or no, sir, and yeah, he, he was quiet. I went in there, and I was like, well, I'm running this fucking store. I had $200 on my books, and I bought all the coffee in the final fucking place. <laughs> so I spoke to your brother on a couple of occasions when he had to tell me that you weren't around anymore. He definitely seemed the quieter of the two brothers. Oh, yeah, no, he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's military though. He's proper. Oh, fair play, man. Yeah, but Sorry. he'd have done a lot better than me. I mean, I was like you said, I was trying to collect debt and stuff, and I'm not that big. Mm. If somebody owes you a hundred dollars worth of something in jail, you got to do something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I never okay, got that money it. back. And I just got extra time. Is all it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and make it seem like that's a thing to do. Like, oh, yeah, be the badass in there. That don't work. No, you just man. get yourself in more trouble. It sounds, it sounds like, unless you're trying to make yourself at home, just keep your head down until you get out. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, and you know, I, I wasn't sent to one of these, like, I wasn't sent to like St. Clair County, uh, which is like a maximum security where there's death row and stuff or anything like that. I was, I was at a place called Draper. <laughs> in the middle of Alabama, and it was, it was a uh, a place where you had to throw hands, really and truly. Mm. Uh, because, like I said, my brother just would sat in county. Uh, they sent me down the road after I sat in county for like forty five days. So I remember talking to you. I think if you called me from in there or just after, just before, and I was like worried, and you was like, "Oh no, I know I'm all in there, man. It's all right." I just was going to see some old friends. And I just love the fuck, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Behave yourself, man. You need to be good. <laughs> Can't yeah, be going everyone in prison. But uh, as you say, man, as I, I was just pop downstairs because the kids. But I heard you. You said it's it's, it's it's life choices. We all made them, and it makes us who we are. I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't change anything about my life, and it made me who I am. And you, you are me. Yeah. I meet a lot of people on these forums, but you, you're, you're a gentleman and you are through and through. Yeah, and that shines through. You just got to spend five minutes talking to you, uh, whether it's on the forum, on the phone, or whatever. And you are. Just don't buy your uh, whiskey. <laughs> yeah, just don't drink what he's drinking. <laughs> no, no whiskey for me. No whiskey for me. But no, I, that's very cool that you can say that, Keenan. I trade it. I change every motherfucking thing I've done. Mm. I would oh, still no. have a nice, yeah. We'd be we'd be set. Yeah, I'd be, still be, be hanging out with y'all, I'm sure. But I'd make a lot of different choices. Put it that way. You'd be on a yacht or something, or a beach in Miami. But <laughs> but no, here we are. But no, oh, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. make sure you are, mate. And you've got some stories, man. And and stories are what all the money in the world. It, it, it just comes and goes with stories and memories always there. I know sometimes your stories don't work out too well for you, but you're here now and you can laugh at them. And you have got some stories, man. The fucking, yeah. you said riding the horse. Was it the ball? Did you, did you ride a ball as well when you fuck your back up? 
naked. Yeah, that again. was a bull. Yeah, that was a bull. It was second a, animal you've ridden was, naked. Were they close with the bull? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I'm saying, how many people can say that you've ridden two animals naked? <laughs> oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was wearing clothes. Yeah, no. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> but that That's fucked cool. you up, didn't it? It fucked your back up for a long time, man. Yeah, yeah. My back. leg. I had that. Uh, I had the full cast went up all the way to like my ball sack. Mm. And that was no fun. <laughs> I was in that boot. <laughs> They finally got me off the hard cast. I had to boot on for a long time, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no, the naked thing was the acid when they picked me up from public <laughs> intoxication. I thought I was drunk. And I don't remember getting naked. I was eating shrooms <laughs> and doing acid. That was in the ambulance. I remember seeing the picture. Was that that one? <laughs> you took the picture. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that was I'm... another one. <laughs> is, is that when you were shooting into a bush? Is that why they came out to pick you up? I think I was drunk and or no, I, I think I was drunk that time. The acid <laughs> thing, I was just I had been wandering in the woods and came out to a road and it just happened to be that that's where they had a speed trap set up, like right down the street, and they saw me walking in the light and he turned his lights on. He's like, What are you doing? And he was my buddy. And he still took me in. <laughs> he gave me clothes though first, and they gave me public intox. So that was nice enough of him. <laughs> No, it's got to be done, man. But yeah, so adventures in the wild. You're lucky, like a fucking coyote or something didn't take you out. Oh no, coyotes gonna run from you. I've killed too many of them. They know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really and truly, unless a coyote's got some bad disease or a rabbit, he ain't gonna mess with you. They gonna run. Yeah. Now, I mean, you you out turkey hunting and call one up on you, and you startle it from about two or three feet, it might come at you, but. It ain't going to really try and kill you. It ain't like no wolf now. Yeah, they they kind of just like 30, 40 pound dogs. They just rat women. They still could fuck you up. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like a, they're a very common deal. You'll see them on videos running up and trying to attack a kid or something, you know, three or four year old child. But a man or an adult, I should say, uh, so I'm sexually correct there. You can't say any kind of certain sex now because there's so many. Um, <laughs> Does not go down that road. <laughs> yeah, I've got, no, I've got my own rants on that one, but it'll be nice. <laughs> but no, they, they usually run off, man. Yeah. Um, you know, the worst thing around here is the snakes, you know. And uh, uh, Hell, we got the world's biggest alligator ever uh, killed was right here. In, uh, not from here, but uh, down the road off the Alabama River. That's mad, yeah. man. It's just, I always say we've got screws and foxes. My mama sends me pictures when she's shot a, a snake or something in her garden. I just remember she said, messaged me once. And I'm thinking, like, mama, you know, she's a woman. She's not like, and this is not to say it just sounds bad then, but you know what I mean? You, you're like, go indoors. There's like deadly snakes. She's like, no, I'm just going to go get my gun or my shovel. I'm like, like she's messaging. She's like, I just found a, a copperhead. I don't know, the killer snakes. I'll be underneath the fucking bed screaming, man. And she's out there beating it with a bat. But it's just because you've grown up with them over there, and you? you know, you've grown up with the killer animals. But for us, well, it's mad shit. Alligators I, and snakes. I know GMO. I sent GMO the video of the snake that fell in my house when I opened the door one morning. <laughs> fell in your house. <laughs> just made herself comfy over the top of the doorway. Uh, it was yeah. like a Halloween trap, man. Yeah, I really did. Uh, it, I opened the door to let the dogs out, and it fell down in between the gra- glass door and the 
<laughs> the top of the door, and some bitch was just hanging there. I had to get it. She was having a heart attack. She I was like, you picked the thing up, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had to get it out of the house. Yeah, see, I couldn't do it. I'd, yeah, make, I'd have to make the missus do that. I'd be like, you go and do battle with that steak. I'm going to go and make a cup of tea or something. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, uh, it wasn't no rattlesnake or a copperhead or anything. It was just old rat snake. I mean, mm. about three and a half foot long, maybe four. Yeah, it's mad though, man. Still catch you off guard though, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a way to wake up for damn sure. Yes, no, because <laughs> in the video, you looked like you just woken up and you had. I remember yeah. it now. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I don't think I had pants on. <laughs> <laughs> so this was an animal you was clothed for, partly clothed for. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, another yeah. naked animal. <laughs> That's just one of the videos. I'm sure has made its way to Facebook by now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. No, I'm tame now that I'm soberish. 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 Got be done. So what's the concentrates like there, Cam? Is that something Fucking, that's available, or do you muck about with that stuff? Well, um, I love it. I, I have a, uh, a e rig. It's electric. It keeps it at like. I can't remember the exact temperature it keeps it. I hadn't used it in probably a couple months, honestly. But um, it's great setup. It's easy. You just plug it in and it gets to a certain temperature. And um, you, you just take your dabs off of it. But I love the shatter or the crumble. Um, now, I know a lot of people that won't buy the crumble and this and that. But I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck it is besides being a, a concentrate. <laughs> but it's very nice and tasty um a lot of the shit you'll get is in you know of course china bought packs where people are just making shit at their house and putting them in there as one gram and selling them on the street and stuff yeah. but when you get you a nice one that's still sealed from the dispensary and it has all the information on it i mean this shit's beautiful uh next time i get some i'll have to send you some pictures where you can you know hold the shatter up and see through it be orange yeah, or reddish and a light brown but you know, or gold. I mean, it's, it's really nice. I, was, I, I really prefer the edibles. Um, mm. And I don't know what it is, but I have always found better edibles in Denver or well outside of Denver or in Denver, Colorado than compared to, you know, California, but it's like the, uh, the actual concentrates are just so fun. I, I don't know how to even describe it, man. I, I love eating cannabis if you can get me high for six or seven hours off of smoking a joint one day, I promise you I'll never eat another thing. But, <laughs> I, I, you know, there's something about that, being able to eat, you know, smoke your joint and sit there and a couple hours later, you're still fucking stoned. Yeah. And you hadn't even moved. It's a different type of feeling as well on the edibles. I love my edibles, man. Yeah. yeah. But California's got some great bud out there, though. Don't get me wrong. Now. I mean, they're, I think they have the best bud by all means. Uh, and, and their concentrates are, are big and popular out there too. Don't get me wrong. But as far as edibles go, I, I've always found the best in Colorado as far as flavor and, and the actual high. Um, but I, I'm weird. I like gummies. I know a lot of people won't. I don't like chocolate mm. when it comes to cannabis at least. But, you know, I, I'd rather make some at home any day and actually put it in a, some butter at least and, and you know, cook with it. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I like with it. You just do anything you want with it. This is it, isn't it? This is what I want to do a bit of bacon and that. I said I'm going to hit GMF up for some recipes because, yeah, it, it, you could do anything you want once you've got some butter. Even RSO, you can get into a lot of things. Um, just if you just have RSO on hand, which I do. Oh, so, yeah. 
you can just get that into things. But yeah, the reason I, I asked because the, the legality side of it, where some states are legal, obviously it can be produced like in food grade, laboratory grade um, environments. Where over here, it's done in someone's kitchen, and it's in them packs that you said. Then like the the packs people get like with their stickers printed on and that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust that. This is why I just, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I, mean, I wouldn't buy it over it. But I mean, over there, it's different. You, it's being produced properly. So, yeah, it's quite mad, man. Yeah. Um, last time I was in Denver, uh, we got some beef jerky, or I think it was bison jerky, really and truly. And then uh, we had gotten a pizza. They had a, a pizza you go home and put in the oven. And well, we went back to the hotel and ended up buying a toaster oven just <laughs> to eat it. Um, and, and that was very interesting, but you talk about making it into drinks and food and stuff and, and being able to, I was just looking earlier cause I used to talk shit about planet 13. They had came out and said they, you know, they still claim to be the biggest dispensary in the world and it's in Las Vegas. And when we were there, uh, we walked in there and, and it was neat. They had, you know, uh, like little light show stuff like going, it looked like 3d was flying through the room, but it was really just all, you know, projections and stuff, but they had, it, it's a hundred like 31,000 square feet or some shit or yeah, something crazy number like that. But uh, it's got like three floors. And when we went there, they only had one floor open. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. The selection was no better than what was down the street, but I was just looking at it and they have, part of that building that was upstairs, I guess they were building at the time is a place where they make their own food and drinks that are, uh, you know, combined with cannabis. Mm. And, uh, I really want to go back now. (laughs) (laughs) I talk all that shit, but Hey, you improve. I'm all back. I'm all for it. This is the thing though. Is is it, you're going to have places like pop up, which sounds alien to people like us because it's just, you've got no chance of that over here, obviously. The fact you'd be able to go somewhere and eat and drink like out that has the stuff infused and that's mental, man. Mental shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, but um, you know, it was it was one of those things. That it was more of a dispensary for show because they had a couple of local places that had better bud selection and better prices. Yeah, um, but they were just getting that attention for being the biggest is what it was to me. But you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't mind going back just to get a drink or see what kind of food selection they have because like I said, yeah, I, yeah. I love some edibles, but. Um, I'm just picky, I guess I should say. Mm. Well, you've probably added the most to the cannabis bake-off as well on a forum. So you, you do a fair bit of like infusing at home yourself, to be fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I have one on there for the barbecue sauce. And that's the one that I like the best because we made that. And then literally, shit, you can get that on anything. Yeah, man. And you know, it was it was definitely very barbecuey, and it had that tang. <laughs> but when you're sitting there eating a steak that's covered in it, and you're like, "I'm gonna be fried for hours," you'll muster it down and chunk or eat the hell out of it. You know, what I mean, I, it's. I love that you've done that in the condiment or the side because that's what I always recommend to people. Like, if you're doing a dosing for like a group of people, try and put it in what they can self-dose minorly. So don't make like the whole meal infused. Like just use a few dips or something so people can kind of medicate themselves appropriately. Oh yeah, absolutely. That sauce is golden. Put that on the table and everyone can get themselves as whacked as they need to. 
barbecue MC. ribs. Oh. oh, yeah, no doubt. We did steaks, <laughs> ribs, burgers. I mean, barbecue sauce. You put on any kind of meat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sitting there drooling, yeah. man. Um, hell, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm fried. No, you were just saying you you can, if you know it's infused, you can demolish that thing off. But Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I still think the best one I put on there is that chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie or the uh, the shrimp and pasta one is my favorite to cook. And the shrimp and pasta one is just so easy. I mean, hell, everybody knows how to, you know, uh, heat up a fucking already made shrimp. You buy it at the damn grocery store and make some damn uh, noodles. It almost sounds a bit decadent and fancy, that one as well. Like you're going all out. Well, it looks fancy. <laughs> Get you some greenery and just sprinkle it on top. <laughs> oh damn! Do you do that with trim Can or with bud? <laughs> so I remember doing that as a kid, man. Like you said, pizza, but it weren't doing nothing. Like you grinding up, like I don't know, like would be a ten bag now and sprinkle it over a pizza. But it probably weren't doing nothing, obviously. But you know, back then when you was a kid, it was exciting. I'm going to make pizza and sprinkle bud on top, but yeah, oh, yeah. It made it look pretty, like you say, but it probably weren't doing fuck all. <laughs> Yeah, and they have the stuff now that, I mean, they're selling cooking oil or butter or whatever, you know, you can buy it, it's already dosed, and it'll tell you how much each, you know, teaspoon or tablespoon is, the actual, you know, THC percentage and the doses and everything, and it's really cool. I just haven't uh, gotten to buy it myself. I, I have a buddy of mine, I ate some of it, uh, he bought at a place uh, in Denver, it was New Leaf, um, that one of their dispensers, they got a bunch of them motherfuckers, but um it was really fucking good, but I think that's a, an awesome idea. And see, like they have this that slacktivist. I'm sure you've seen that shit or know you know, the cough syrup. It's cannabis syrup, I guess, not cough syrup. I've not no. I've looked at it. I've looked it up. Oh, it's just like if you were, you know, I guess it kind of tastes like lean is what they want it to taste like, you know, or I guess cough syrup, you know. Mm. Um, but it's it's dosed, and you know, I mean, they have the drinks and stuff now, but I, I've never found a drink I actually like. And the chocolate is just, unless you're actually doing it right, I've never enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Like Snoop Dogg's bar was honestly just awful to me. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's got a bar of chocolate, man. It's a gangster oh, shit, yeah. isn't it? It's like a Hershey's bar. It's got little squares you just break off. And it was uh, 100 milligrams. And, and I ate like one chunk of it. And I was like, what the fuck? I love chocolate. And I was like, God damn. So I fucking grabbed me a damn Coca-Cola, popped the top, and I was just breaking those things in pieces and swallowing them like pills. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how bad it tasted to me. But, I mean, maybe yeah, I'm yeah. being a little bitch about it. I don't know. It, it wasn't good to me. No, See, I'm that, really that's fussy with THC lean. It was like I had to have a lemonade or something to down as soon as I had that fucking <laughs> cop, nasty syrupy taste in my mouth. But to rinse the <laughs> shit out as quick as possible. Yeah, it's one of those deals where you're just like, hey, I'm going to be fucked up. This is worth tasting like shit for a few minutes. <laughs> so I'm well, funny with that with chocolate GMF anyway, man. Use the cob as you're sprinkling on the yeah, yeah. pizza. Sorry. I've been looking at this car. I want to have a go at this cob. This is, this is, I'm going to have to properly look at what GMF done with that. But that looks to me like, yeah. Like, in fact, you can just chew on that. And if you stop chewing it, then like 20 minutes later, it goes away. That is perfect for me. Especially for the podcast, because I can't take back if I've taken far too much oil in the first hour, if we go on for four hours, because <laughs> I'm gone. But, yeah. Hell, yeah. What, uh, Kano, what you been doing, man? You got anything fun growing? I mean, I saw the diary have. I know you got something hidden, though. 
Yeah, I've got, well, because obviously I'm moving soon, so I've had to put, well, I, I was going to put up a 1.2 by 0 0.8 at this at this other space. All, all the plants that I had are basically there. So um, someone else is running and it's just like I want to put up. So let me put up one of my big tents anyway. And I've got eight critical going by Dynafem and I've got one that looks real special. I mean, it's head and shoulders above the rest and the, the nodes on it are, I mean, it, it's probably six inches bigger than it. I scrogged it all, uh, but it's that one plant is universal, uh, universal like in size, but it's about six inches taller and the nodes on it. And it's already like basically heavily into flower for the stages that it ain't like got buds, but it's about two weeks in. And I mean, it would look like it's four weeks in. So I've got in here, I've had to turn it off. I've bought that around here. I've got my little cloner and I've got a load of them going, uh, eight of them cloning for when I move. So, but yeah, man, I've got a little auto uh, tucked in now. I'm going to pop two more. You said auto diesel earlier. I've got two in front of me. I've got Dynafem sour diesel. I've got auto flour and Dynafem cookies auto flour. Wait, you got, do you have the Dynafem? Uh, oh, no, that was Dutch Passions. I'm sorry. I was thinking the Dutch Passions uh, Colorado cookies. We might have that. Well, either way, if you do, I'll go ahead and take them off your hands. Yeah, we've got to say going over to you, I think. <laughs> Man, I, you sent me these, and all uh, nine of them popped, and all nine of them looked the exact same, and they're yeah, all Dutch beautiful, passion, squatty little plants. Yeah, yeah. And, that, I, you know, when you get that many of one kind of auto that's actually doing good, I damn sure want some more. Yeah, I'll have a look, man. We should have some. Um, that's like, it's like Dynafem and Dutch Passion. They're, they're for autos, you, you can't go wrong, yeah, man. Yeah. You just cannot go wrong. So, so I'm so glad we got Dynafem as a sponsor because, obviously, we say what we want, but we have to promote the companies that look after us. And we talk about other companies, but Dynafem have always been like, I remember doing their Critical 2.0, and that was my favourite auto to date, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I knew the minute we got them, I was like, yes, I'm smashing some critical. So yeah, well, you grew the shit out of it back in the day. Yeah, yeah that, that 2.0 auto was one of the best autos I've ever done. I mean, it was, I mean, yeah. smoke wise, look wise, the colors have come out on it as well. It had colors come out right at the end, like right at the end. So it didn't overtake the plant. It was green, but it had these purpley and pink tinges. Oh, so, um, but I haven't got that in auto, but I'm going to be buying autos from now on for a little while because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to move. And if I'm going to chuck a tent back out where I am, it should be 1.2 by 0 0.8. I can move four autos. I can't move eight plants in a scrub. It just can't happen. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> we having a bit of a, got to be growing. Can't not be growing, man. That's my brain in. Yeah, well, I mean, I got two other tents I need to get in operation. Yeah. When I have to do something, quit being lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make sure you've got enough beans to kit out, man. You're going autos in there, you want photos. Say what, buddy? You're going to be going autos in there or photos in them too. Oh, you can do autos. Well, I'll get some more. Oh, I thought you were sending me some. No, uh, no, I'm going to do me some photos. I got a couple of these seeds you've got me now. Oh, uh, I'm going to do a, a, a nice photo and keep a mother is what I'm planning to do in this one uh, three by three by five. That I got. I'm going to put some of these blurples in there first and uh, see how I can do as far as getting some clones going. Yeah, blurples are fine for that. I mean, but, but we give blurple a lot of stick, but the blurple lights, they've done all right. Because for, for the, I mean, you're talking what, five to 10 years old, these blurple lights. So, I mean, they were like the. The front runners for LED. I mean, the white LED wasn't around them, so they do all right, especially in veg. They're brilliant for veg purple lights. Um, so yeah, man, get them going. 
yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I hate to down them or anything. I just, you know, like I said, they were just, they're, you get what you pay for. And all mine, I paid less than like $60 for. Mm. You know, I don't have, I guess, what you would consider a top quality blurple, but it's going to do what I need to do, I believe. Dude, dude, I need to put a different uh, white light LED in there, I will. But, you know, I, I'm just, I'm wanting to keep some of this watermelon wedding cake that I'm, I'm going to put in that tent for a while. Yeah, Everything yeah. I've seen about that it sounds like a great strain for yeah, me. It's gone down really well on the forum, guys that have been doing it. Anything with watermelon in it. See, I cannot stand watermelon. I know, I love watermelon. Sorry, but anything that's mimicking watermelon, you know, you get sweets at watermelon or like shampoo that's watermelon. It's just horrible. I can't get my head around it. But the, I know the watermelon, even that Roll said that when we spoke to him on, on the interview, he said that the watermelons are real popular at the moment. Anything, you've got, what was it? We've got watermelon wedding cake. There's another one in there, watermelon, something else. I ain't got a list in front of me. Yeah, hey, I say the one I got is the watermelon wedding cake. Yeah. That's good. I got one on here. Shout out to Grow Room 420. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wedding cakes—that's a winner anyway, isn't it? So I don't, I'm not so sure where, where, where the watermelon popped up from. I mean, it just suddenly is in everything. It's everywhere. I don't remember seeing a, a watermelon strain back in the day. I mean, but obviously there was, but I mean, it wasn't on the radar for me. Watermelon. Yeah. But. You know, one of them has kind of gone away for me that we used to get was the blackberry. Uh, mm. I hadn't had that in a long time. Last time I had that, I, it was a uh, blackberry number two by uh, blueberry, and it was it was like a fucking fruit bomb in your mouth. Yeah, we've got blackberry gum, haven't we? We've got them ones and stuff. I haven't tried them. There's a few I want to try, but I think I've got two of them blackberry gum photos on the go at the minute. Yeah, the auto didn't make it, but the photos. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, I had a. One of my seedlings, the, basically I ruined the germination. They dried out and then I noticed I saved them. Well, I saved one and it made it to a seedling. And then it had its first set of leaves and then the first set of leaves disappeared. And it just kind of sat with its seed leaves for four weeks. And I, today I pulled it out and I was like, You've, you're obviously not doing shit now. <laughs> so, you flower at four weeks, man. Yeah, Although, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's why I kind of was like, you're taking up valuable real estate now. Um, but the photo versions, they, they, yeah, they look nice and happy, to be honest, really not really broad leaves, like noticeably broad leaves for seedlings. Yeah, the seed stockers nice. are stable genetics, to be honest. I'm not just saying that because we grow a lot of them. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm looking I at a few. I prefer growers' choice for stability. I got to admit, seed stockers I've had some incredible phenotypes from, but sometimes it's the runt that was like, I'll start six, four will be really dominant. I'll hold back the two runts, and then them two runts, the next run will blow me away. Yeah, like is kind of odd, but yeah, I seem to get them two cycles with seed stockers where growers choice they're vigorous from the get-go just don't but you don't really see problems I, I was thinking about hermes every day like when i'm i don't like seeds because you just don't know and 90 percent of the time i know the hermes is going to be the grower's fault and i'm definitely a lazy grower so I, when i'm looking at when i move and i want to do these multi-strain i want to start playing with breeding and i'm thinking like and i start looking at strains i'm thinking but i don't think i've ever seen or heard of a, of a hermes with uh, seed stockers which is why I'm sort of leaning towards them. I want something stable. Like I want an, uh, I want a beastly Northern light or something, or uh, I don't know, something a bit old school in with this mix I'm going to play with when I start breeding. 
I want something there that's, yeah, just something stable, stable. So I, my head go back 20 years to a strain that's been around for 20 years. That, But yeah, I don't want to be playing with anything. If I'm going to start with seeds, I don't want to have anything that's going to have, you know, a, a name for possibly hermian out. So I can't say that anymore. You can't say that anymore, can you? Sorry, uh, growing... Man, I can't but... remember the term, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I, again, I, I think that's kind of a lineage thing as well. Some stuff mm. like anything with OG in it seems to be if you take it too long, it happens. Or if you've got true OG genetics, then like the cut versions, they seem to hurt me at six to seven weeks from rumor of not growing yeah. myself. So I have got an OG um, auto and that is quite impressive. With that. It was just left to do its thing. And it's just that that's a real rock hard nug to plant. It's just been sat, you can sort of see it in the pictures. It's sat on top of the Rezo brain. It was just a space that wasn't being used. So I stuck it on top of there. But I'm really impressed with that by Seed Stockers, man. But um, I've heard about the OG. It's weird. It, you do hear mixed stories about OG. Um, problematic. You hear a lot of strains, really, like Gritter Glue, another one. You, you hear a lot of um, homies. Oh. Man balls stories of that one, and um, if you, yeah, but then it's it's always liken these stories to like what I always gone about greenhouse seeds, and um, we were talking about it on Foo, no, not Foo, it wasn't Foo, who was it? The other day I was listening to, it might have been, no, it was Tao and Eagle, and they were talking about greenhouse getting a bad name, uh, probably I don't know around two thousand five, I would imagine that's when it was, but the thing was this was when they color coated their seeds, do you remember? the greenhouse color coated their seeds and when they done that and they were all over youtube they were one of the biggest selling breeders on the planet and it's like i always say so if you've got a breeder selling 10 seeds for argument's sake and a breeder selling 100 seeds there's more than likely going to be more seeds that have issues in the 100 seeds than there is in the 10 just because there's more of them being sold now you don't have to work in exact ratio so someone's selling 150 percent more now, does that happen with these hype strains? Or not hype strains, that's not always the right term, but with the OGs and the more popular strains, there's more of them out there. So I think you're going to hear more horror stories about them because there's a lot more of them being grown. The Gorilla Glue, when that exploded, everybody wanted Gorilla Glue. And I do think that with that strain, there was a lot of rush breeding because it was suddenly an auto flower and it was everywhere, every mix under the sun. What I'm getting at is everyone's growing a particular strain, like the Star Dog. You hear a lot of bad stories about Stardog, but I mean, in the UK, every everyone wants Stardog. Everyone want, or, or wanted, it's now dying out. But And the same with the Skittles. The Skittles was the same. The Skittles, everyone wanted it because it was brilliant. Then everyone started hearing horror stories about it. So maybe they don't live up to the hype. And because there's a million of them being grown, instead of the normal 10,000, you're going to hear a lot more horror stories, especially in a day of social media when everyone can scream about their um, horror stories on the internet. I think so you've got two things thing. going on, man. You've got people thinking they're growing a seed version of a clone as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like the naming issue. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, it's, um, if you get 10 seeds or 100 seeds and both have one Hermy, then you still hear about the one Hermy, no matter how many they've grown out. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the amount of feedback you get is comparative in it. Yeah. There's a breeder that I won't touch, and it's probably one of the better breeders out there. But the first grow I ever done, they hermit. 
I don't want to say that really because it's doing him injustice because I have no doubt that I've done a lot of things wrong that first grow. But that sticks, as you're saying there. I won't look at everyone else's brilliant grows. I remember that one grow that messed me up. So that's also there. But yeah, that's all it is with that. I, I do think that sometimes, like Greenhouse, I think got a bad rap. I know that there's other things of Greenhouse that people don't like. I know you've got your issues. But as far as seed go, they've got some banging strains, man. Banging strains. The Exodus, the Church, uh, the uh, Super, Super Silver Haze. There's some banging strains in that collection. But they've got a lot of bad shit. But, I mean, they weren't putting the money into the promotions they were doing on YouTube and traveling the world. They weren't putting the money into color. We didn't need to color code their skis. They were trying to be different, but they weren't putting the money into being different unless they were one of the most popular brands out there and people were buying their seeds hand over fist. And I believe that that's what happened with them. I believe that people started shouting back when they had a problem. You're going to get million seeds. You're going to have more problems than someone buying 10,000. So... <laughs> Well, it's, you know, one of those deals, like you say, you, you remember the really good ones and you remember the really bad ones. Yeah. All the ones in between, you just remember smoking and growing. But, you know, I, I hate, I hate Grower's Choice American, the American version, not the one that's our sponsor, not yeah. Grower's Choice Netherlands. The one over here that fucking fooled my ass thinking I was buying from our sponsor. Mm. Uh, shitty customer service, shitty fucking seeds. I mean, I, I've germed, you know, so many fucking seeds over the years and never had issues like I did with these. Mm. Uh, and then the plants were just, I was just very disappointed all the way around. And I don't think I've ever gone through that with any breeder ever besides yeah. them. Um, I, I, I haven't had any of their seeds. Obviously, I wouldn't now after talking to Growers Choice Netherlands, but I, all, all I know is that they nicked basically a load of their genetics and tried to sell it. On, that, that was the original logo of Net, uh, Growers Choice NL as well. They had to change everything because of it. Um, so I don't know, but it's sort of saying, but again, that prejudice from that side, because obviously I'm friendly with Grower's Choice and Evidence, but that's in my head. But as you say, I'll go by what you say, and then you go by what people say. And I've never really heard about them, the, the American one, and I've not seen many of their genetics grown. Um, but yeah. yeah I, I, I just, like I said, I, I thought it was the sponsor. You know, I just Googled yeah. it and it popped up and I was like, oh, America, shit. I've never gotten seeds from America. Mm. You know, I was excited. I said, oh, that'll be nice and good shipping and everything. And hell, I think it was like a month and a half before I got my motherfucking seeds. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they said it was a 90% uh, germination or the, your money back. And I, you saying I that, hit them yeah. up for it. I hit them up for it. I bought like 10 seeds and they said, Oh, well, you have to buy up to hundred seeds before that becomes qualification. I'm like, I didn't say that on the fucking little piece of paper. I printed out, you know, but either way, what can you do besides fucking hope they're really going to send you your seeds? Especially if you waste your money. I mean, you get too mad at them. They ain't going to fucking do a damn thing for you. No, you're absolutely right there. If you start going at them with pure anger, then you rarely get anywhere. Yeah. But sometimes people are literally just in it to make the quick buck. And it's good to get the feedback from the community for stuff like that, to be honest, man. I'm sure a lot of people who were eyeing up that website may now be reconsidering. Well, I hope so. And if uh, anybody's a big friend of theirs or works for them, tell them I said, fuck you. <laughs> this is not a gr420 this is a cam kush uh problem so leave it no there. man it it sounds like most of the forum would support you in that in what you're saying because we do look for customer service at the end of the day is a big thing in this gray area right oh, yeah. 
we're all in it together. Mm. And that's the only company I've ever had a bad experience with. I mean, mm. I've ordered from just about all the sponsors at some point in time, or, you know, at least most of them. And I've never once had to chase anybody down for seeds. Uh, you know, they, even from the UK, they always arrived within a month. Mm. Shit. Yeah. Uh, we, was, we was talking to someone and they were saying, I think it might have been Chiba, and they were saying about the cost of the seeds over there for the same strains that, the US guys are ordering from the UK, even with the added shipping, it's cheaper for the same strains from the same breeders. I can't remember if that's exactly it, but I have to go back and listen. But they were saying something like that. Well, it's one of them deals for me where you have a bad experience, and yeah, so I'm not shopping with anybody in this country for a long time. Mm. You know, until I get to see some otherwise, I'm going to continue to order from the Netherlands, where yeah. seeds have been for a very long time being sold. It's just tricky. It's tricky. I, just, I, I, I sort of said this on uh, Fumi's show, for the Fumador show the other day, and I said it wrong. I didn't mean it the way that I said it. Um, but he was talking about, they were talking about breeding, and I was saying about, um, you know, what happened with Dynafem and um, with, with, with what Rob was saying from Grower's Choice about when they lost some of their breeding stock, you know, how devastating that is to the community. And because uh, there's the strange editors that have been around for a long time. And I think that they, I think Fumi might have took that as me saying that. US strains are not stable. I did not mean that in, in any stretch of the imagination. I was just saying that, you know, the, the strains have been there for a long time. There's some real old, you know, I mean, there's all new strains. All of the companies doing new strains, but there's strains there. Like, that's what I'm saying to you, like a Northern Lights from someone like, I don't know, Dutch Passion or something. Like I mean, you're probably talking the mums are probably 40 years old, you know, and they have been working with that strain of breeders for 40 years. And it doesn't mean that hasn't happened in America, but on an industrial legal scale, that's what I meant. And yeah, it's you, 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 you just go with what you know, but that doesn't mean that a newer breeder isn't going to be, is going to come out with something that's 10 times as good as anything they're producing. It's taking that leap. It's convenience buying. And I was going to say this to you about the butter and that earlier. Um, about you saying about buying the, the butter, uh, is the price comparable to say what it would cost to grow i know there's going to be money involved obviously there has to be profit involved but what i was going to go with that is is convenience buying like do you think one day in america you're going to be, see people paying like twice as much for a pack of 20 pre-rolls as they would for the bud within them pre-rolls through convenience rather than growing themselves or buying the bud as two ounces they would be buying two ounces in pre-rolls but paying yeah, you get that in Amsterdam coffee shops right now man yeah yeah you know, and it just really depends. It really does. Um, really on where you're at, how close the blood's probably being grown to there, you know, how available it is, I guess I should say. Because I was, the la the, the blackberry by uh, blueberry I was talking about earlier, I bought mm. that, I bought an ounce of that and brought it home to Alabama. I bought it for $98 and it was 17% THC. And it was the cheapest marijuana I'd seen out there. And I said, well, fuck, it's still going to be pretty good. And it was. Mm. Mm. Um, now they also have, you know, three and $400 ounces, even in Denver, but it's really the high prices come into play where they're just being, uh, allowed to sell recreational. Uh, if you were to go to Michigan and stuff, a lot of times I've been, cause I don't want to go up there. It's only like eight hours from me. So everything like the, uh, the eights up there are like 60, 65, $70. Just like when I went out to Vegas, it had been legal for like, I think less than a year and eight there was 60 fucking dollars. Mm. You know, and that, that's a big difference compared to where I just bought an ounce for a hundred, even though, you know, the $60 
eighth may have been more powerful or more potent. I mean, if you're buying weed, you're buying weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still excited to do it, but I have no idea about if the prices are going to jump, if they were to legalize it completely throughout the country or not. I, I couldn't even speculate on that. Yeah. I mean, I would think that they wouldn't. I would think that the more available it is, the lower the price, you know, just like with supply and demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you say, it's like, the, I, call, I call it treat weed. We used to have a, a fellow that had like, oh man, the, the weed was insane, but it was so, he had like 40 pounds an eight. I'm talking... 15 years ago um but it was like treat weed man because it was like it was uk cheese and i think it was the real deal out of everyone that ever said they did have and didn't have it but like as you say if i wanted an ounce of weed to last me a month for buying an ounce of weed but if i was having like a, a going like for a birthday or going on a fishing trip or something then i'd have me treat weed and i'd go and hunt out like you know, the, the best stuff that would cost more but weed is weed at the end of the day once you're stoned, you're stoned, didn't you, really, within reason. It doesn't matter how much it costs. So. Yeah, you know, and, and probably like y'all do when you go to Amsterdam or somewhere that y'all can uh, buy in a store, you probably get as many different kinds as you can. Because um, I know at the time, last time I was out there in Colorado, it was if you were not from the state, you could buy up to an ounce at each place. And shit, our last day there, we were running around buying <laughs> ounces at like just about every dispenser <laughs> there was yeah i mean hell you got a 26 hour ride home you, you're gonna be stocked up um yeah. but you know it i think it just all goes into where you're at and how things are with the government yeah. you know i mean if they're taxing you more the price of the bud's gonna be more yeah yeah that's the thing isn't it and, and that's where i think you know, over here i think it would be a problem and over there it probably is where it's still cheaper to buy black market which is not really tackling the issue that it should be tackling by doing that is just taking it away from that, that black market area and putting the, the money in the wrong hands and putting it into the government that it should be competitive pricing. But that's what I mean, convenience buying. If I, if people can go to a dispensary and buy an ounce for two, I don't know how much it is, this is an example, $200 and not risk being arrested from going to meet someone down the road for a hundred dollars. Maybe they're going to do that. That's what I mean by the convenience side of it, which is quite scary really. But, yeah, and there's there's certain places. Last time I was in Washington D.C., somebody walked up and they were like, "Hey!" And they opened this fucking Tupperware thing, and it was some of the dankest shit I've ever smelled. And they're selling it right outside the motherfucking White House. And they're <laughs> like, "Here, we'll give you a quarter ounce and a T-shirt for thirty-five dollars." And I was like, "What?" It was a little Asian woman, and I said, "Yeah, I gave her thirty-five dollars to buy this shirt, but mm. the cannabis is free gift." Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always ways people are going to play. And that was before it actually became recreational in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It's just wrapping your head around that. Donald Trump can walk outside and get stoned and buy it legally, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> That's what we're saying, though. That's what baffles me over there. Yeah, I mean, the lawmakers are allowing it to be in where they're supposed to be, even though we, of course, know our fucking government sucks and all them cocksuckers go home every chance they get. And they won't even get together right now hardly for shit mm -hmm. do their jobs. But, um, you know, they're allowed to buy it when they're up there if they wanted to. Who's going to piss test the fucking senator? Yeah. No, you're right, mate. You're right. It's mad. But hopefully so at the same time. It like, is. You got to laugh. It. That's the thing. You got to laugh yeah. because there's nothing else you can do with it. I think as I think for a very long time, uh, Australia was under a similar thing where 
in the ACT, like the Australian Capital Territory. Fireworks, prostitution and cannabis were legal to a degree, but the rest of the country, it wasn't legal. But it's like where all the decisions get made, they're allowed to get fucked up and have parties like shit. (laughs) 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 It's just funny as you like. I think as well, home brewing or something random like that, you couldn't brew over a certain strength, but in the ACT, you're allowed to. So it's like... Yeah, man, where they make the decisions, that's where the good decisions happen. Oh, yeah, you know they're going to have fun. Them biggest swingers around. Somebody was saying, like, the, uh, I, I don't know the, the ranking system, but the, a mayor or so, some leading member of uh, the government in a state basically, like, let down the lockdown rules so they could go out of state for a while, came back, and then put the lockdown back in place. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's like uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She's a wild leftist. Um, And I'm not going to get into all that kind of bullshit, but she got caught uh, going to a salon, getting her hair done. And she had it where nobody could be making any money. They had the whole state uh, shut down. And she got the little girl apparently got pissed off and put it on the Internet. She's sitting there thinking, I can't fucking work except for, for you. But you know, that was one case. But, yeah, you're exactly right. If you were to watch uh, Como, whatever the fuck his name is, from New York, the uh, governor there, he fucking told everybody, you know, don't gather with your family for Thanksgiving. Two days later, somebody asked him what he's doing for Thanksgiving, and he sits there and tells me his fucking family from out of town is coming. Mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's stupid as fuck. If you have money and power, you do what the fuck you want. And we all know that, but it's still yeah. stupid to see it. It's, I guess it's, it brings it to light more. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That this is why I, this is not dissimilar over here. And that's why I don't vote because it doesn't matter. And my life ain't going to change. I'm still going to get told what to do. I'm going to say I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to spy. I'm going to do it. It just, you know, you just end up getting them with whatever you're told to do. It's just the way the world is now. Money and power talks. And, and the connections, knowing the right people talks. Like our um, ex prime minister's husband was one of the major shareholders in the largest exporter of uh, cannabis in the world for a couple of years over here. And it was from the UK. So they can all earn money out of it. They can all do what they want to do with it, but I can't grow four plants in my fucking bedroom. Don't make no fucking sense, man, you know? Sorry, but... Yeah, you know, and, and it kind of goes back to just about any crime you commit. As long as you ain't telling nobody, you can't never get caught. Exactly. Just yeah, about, you, you know, just about, you know. I mean, of course, it's, only, it's only a crime with a body in the back of the truck. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> there's one thing. As far as that goes, you know, like they say, don't ever rob a bank with somebody. If they get caught, they're going to tell on you. Yeah, yeah. You rob the bank by yourself and your alibis, you're 30 miles out of town on your fucking farm. How are they going to prove otherwise? Unless mm. they see you on video. Yeah. It's true, though. This is it. And it's, I always say 99% of people, if you follow the three rules, no sell, no tell, no smell. <clears throat> it's accidental. You'll get done because they're accidental. No, they're in your house for another reason. Or they've t- they've chased a burglar over your garden and kicked your shed door in and found your tent. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's You're right. It's just keep, if I keep quiet. And that's the beauty of the forums. And that's you can talk about your passion for things. But yeah, just be smart, man. Oh, yeah. This is the place to go. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I fucked up by letting my brother's lady know. <laughs> and she got him and me both because she was leaving him. And that was yeah. her revenge, you know. It's my fault. This is the thing, though. You, you, you Even family and that. People, that's one of the big ones you see. Family fall out and they grasp each other. I mean, it's just, just don't tell anyone. 
But you do because you've got such a passion for growing. Like everyone does. I have such a passion for it. I want to tell everybody, but I can't. Now, when I had both my big tents out there and I had people come around the house, I was sort of like family dad from London and that. And I'd be, I just wanted to take them out there and show it, but I couldn't. Like behind that door is like my passion and I've done brilliant. And I've got like two massive like scrog. I just, I've got to sit there and talk about the fucking news or EastEnders, you know what I mean? Because you can't tell them, but it's the right thing to do. Just play it safe. Play it, play safe and be smart and you should be all right with this hobby. And use decent fills because it stinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I had a shop assistant um, complaining at me that the shop, that the kid before me smelt really badly of weed. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm not the kind of person you sh- that's gonna um, hold the conversation that the smell of weed's offensive. And she was like, No, 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 no. Like, and I was like. Uh, yeah, I agree. It shouldn't necessarily be thrown in people's faces, but I got a mask on. I didn't smell nothing. You should be wearing your mask if you're at work. Crack on, love. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> head down, carry on. No, I mean, you know, I try the majority of the time, if I'm going to a restaurant or something, I'm not going to try and go in there and smell like a fucking skunk. I'm going to at least roll down the window and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and that's not going to help much, but I mean, at least that's effort, somewhat. Yeah. Well, it's like that blunt you smoke walking up to the Seven Eleven or whatever. Like, sometimes you care. Sometimes it's like, um, I'm not, oh, I'm not going to be in your space long enough for it to bother either of us. Hopefully, yeah. You know, not any kids sitting in the parking lot right at the door watching me walk up with this cigar. You know, what I mean, <laughs> there's situations. Get them to hold it for you while you're in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gone when you come out. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be laid on their back, and you just take it out of their hands. Yeah. Well, do you go with the whole like backwards blunts, or are you more a joints man? I've never done a backwards. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a Swisher and White Owl kind of guy. I like the cigars that are smaller, and you break them up and just roll up your own butt in them. Uh, but I've never done the backwards. I, I probably couldn't even fucking roll one of them. <laughs> Is the Swisher just like a small mm. style cigar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, we call them like cigarillos, maybe? Would be that's similar what they are, rillos, yeah. Um, that's what they're called. The White Owl is called cigarillos, yeah. Uh, but that's what I use. I mean, that's I like cool, too much, man. don't get me wrong. Man. And I got probably 20 bombs, but as of late, you know, living with somebody and smoking with them and just like fuck it i just roll blunts a little bit more less time and she hates hitting a bong so i find there's a time and place for different types of smoking i'm often smoking on my todd so i don't mind just ripping a bong like i can smoke it put it down but oh yeah yeah. more more sociable having a torch to pass around Oh, yeah, you know, and I love just having a bowl, man. I, I've been big on smoking little pipes for years. But you know, like you said, it just kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, do you use the flavored Swisher? No, sir. No, sir. Try not to. I mean, it's going to cover up some of your fucking flavoring anyways, no matter what kind of cigar you use, you know. Uh, but I, I'd rather have regular or silver or whatever the platinums whatever the fuck you call them no that's fair enough man i've heard somebody talking about flavored rolling 
back uh, papers the other day, and Chad in chat asked about the flavored swishers. So I thought I'd throw it in there because once you start growing your own, you're like, shit, man, why would I be covering up the smell? I know, this is it. And and it's artificial flavors and that as well. It's like terpenes. I know there might be natural terpenes. People are adding terpenes to bud. I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't add something else to it. I would buy shit weed and get them tobacco flavoring sprays. And there was a bubblegum one I really liked. And oh, if I no, got, I there was this blue, and... there was this blue cheese that if I spray it with bubblegum, it would just be fuck. It would taste lovely. But then I'd get through my stash so much faster because it turned like shit weed. Yeah. T- tasty. But yeah, being, as soon as I started growing my own, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like the thing is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a stoner's uh, ideology and a grower's ideology as a stoner. There's different things. That's when I would. I would buy the flavored blunts and I'd buy all that when I was buying it, you know. But once you're growing your own, man, you think you learn to appreciate weed a bit, a lot more, and what goes into it, and you get you to appreciate the flavors that you're growing. It is it almost like a fitting punishment for fucking up your grow. It oh, reminds you every then. time no, you smoke. It's I like, no, I'm doing better next time. I'm definitely. Do- I'm gonna. Fuck- I'll have. I'll taste shit weed from my last grow and be like, okay, I'm going into the grow room. I'm gonna give them extra attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you do. Not go and buy cherry flavored fucking blunt. Yeah. I walk in the shop around here. I swear, where I am in the world at the moment, everyone's done this. Every shop sells grinders and rolling blunts and anything they could sell that they could get away with selling over the counter in like a in like a corner shop or. No, like a 7-Eleven, I think you might call them, something like that. They sell it all. And I look in there and I just look at the, look at the blunts and that and you just think, yeah, kids, like kids are buying it. I, I don't know why, I just don't, this sounds really bad. If anyone listening, I'm sorry, but why wouldn't an adult be buying flavoured fucking blunts, man? Just enjoy the flower. That's what you're buying. We're adding cherry flavour to that shit, fucking watermelon flavour to that shit. Grow watermelon bud. Grow cherry bud. You like cherry, you know? I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I promise you, there's been many times where I've smoked with somebody and just hit it and been like, fuck. You know, like, didn't realize you had a damn blueberry swisher. Yeah. <laughs> we get, at least with the uh, skins we get over here, they come with like a white wrap that's got dots in the shape of the fruit it's flavored as. So you got a warning when it's getting passed around the circle. You're like, I'm going to duck out for a minute. Don't want to be yeah, breathing yeah. that shit. <laughs> I remember you, as a, as a stoner, not a grower, I used to buy them ones. You know the ones you get, like the the, the five meter ones, like you like you can just chop up any size you want. The rips. That's, yeah, that's when I used to play with that shit. Like different flavored rips and that. And then you'd like stick different ones together. You would make like, I don't know, like a 20 centimeter joint, but every five centimeters would be a different one. But again, I was probably smoking like six week harvested fucking shit that was dried on a radiator back then. And I thought it was good, you know? That's what it is. You are smoking shit weed if you're buying it. I mean, no. Sometimes you're going to have someone that's probably doing what we do. But 90% of the stuff out there is grown in, you know, very shit conditions and harvested very quickly and dried very quickly. It doesn't even see a jar to get cured. So maybe you, you that's why I was adding flavour to it without realising it. But, yeah, you just grow your weed. You want flavour? Every flavour's out. You can get fucking garlic now. I haven't had garlic. I'd, I'd love to grow garlic. I love garlic, but I don't know if I'd enjoy that. It's nasty. But, yeah. I'm going to let GMO have that. Yeah. It's nasty, man. But everything I'm... out there, man, I see some mad shit. Tuna. Like, I've seen tuna strains in that. What the fuck? I, 
I love tuna. I love tuna like cold, but the minute you start heating, like if we're having tuna, I'll have like tuna sandwich or something, but then she'll use what's left over to put on her jacket potato. Like, that smell of hot tuna in the room makes you want to throw up. So I don't know what that would be like, fish tasting weed. But yeah. The I flavors can't are out there. Look at my phone. I don't see the chat on my damn laptop. I'm sorry everybody's asking questions and shit. I hadn't even seen anybody's messages hardly. Oh, I've been shouting out any questions that have kind of been directed, to be fair, man. You're all good. I got you covered. You're a good man. Um, I was going to say, are there any legendary strains on your list that you would really love to grow? Like, be it cut or seed? It's kind of lame to say, but I'm obsessed with Maui Waui. I smoked the real Maui Waui one time, and I would love to grow it again. Or to grow it, period, I guess I should say. Um, and, and I don't know if you would consider that a legendary one, but... If I was going to go back even further than that, I'd say I really do want to try the Acapulco Gold. That, for me, they're both, yeah, I'd class them both yeah. as legendary, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm quite new to the scene in real terms. So, Maui Wowie has, that's an old name that I never tried, but it was always like, that's a big cannabis name. Oh, yeah, well, no strange. Two that I wouldn't go near for some reason. I don't know, I've got, I don't know what it is. The proper sativa uh, in my head, and I think of the right strain too. Proper sativa, big stretchy. Cams and like, as a outdoor man, almost I can see the appeal. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you got the right summer conditions yeah. and can rock them in a nice big space, I reckon that would be huge plants. Red perks was was female seeds. Now you're thinking of sweet seeds doing the red range. The reason I'm saying that is, is the reason I remember it is, is Cam wanted the red perks, and I remember saying they are outdoor plants and that's why they got out of hand indoors but he wanted to do them anyway but the red perks we were talking about earlier are female seeds oh, the fair. red family is from sweet seeds i remember now that's because you're saying that yeah outdoor man and that's popped into my head they were outdoor seeds which is why they got so bloody big but they were beautiful but yeah but yeah that's what i'm saying sorry the maui maui and uh, the acapulco they're, they're they're i don't know what are, like tropical strains like um big big Sativary girls, just I don't like growing them strange, but I definitely see the appeal of it, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, I've never been big on the sativa stuff, but it's just one of those that's I don't know, just on my lines. There's a couple of them that I, I still like to smoke and want to, you know, grow as far as that goes, but I, I do like the hybrids as well. I mean, there's you know, I don't give enough props to Blue Dream, I really don't, um, and, and I really do love that strain. But I don't ever grow it anymore. I don't really bring it up when I'm talking to people either. I don't know if it's just all the other shit coming out that kind of clouds my mind or what. There's always another 10 things on the list, mate, and then you don't look at a seed bank anymore. And Blue Dream got a lot of bad stick for a long time, but I think it's because people were just calling everything Blue Dream. It's kind of like <laughs> cheese became over here. If somebody yeah. told me it was cheese, I'd be like, ah, okay, roll my eyes out. Right. That's how gelato was. When all the rappers started singing about it, because we went out there and my buddy bought an ounce or I the same place. I bought a hundred dollar or $98 ounce or whatever. He bought a fucking almost $400 ounce of the gelato 33. I think it was. Um, and we're pulling out. And of course he listens to rap music and all that shit. I don't, but he turns that on and fucking he's like, we're smoking on gelato. And then the fucking rapper does, says the same thing. And I was like, Oh, so this must be one of those strains that people are just singing about now. Kind of like Bruce Banner was for a while there. 
ones to avoid games. almost. Yeah, that does. That that, will, that puts me off a of strange. Man, everyone starts talking about pop culture, man. That's what I'm. Don't get me wrong. I want cannabis to be normal, but I don't want it to be pop. That star dog is to me. That is exactly it. I will not grow that strain. I do not want to look at that strain because everybody is on the bandwagon. If you walk uh, in a room with some proper dank homegrown, you want to know nobody else in that room has got what you, you yeah, exactly. brought to the party. Yeah. If you're growing the same hype strain as everybody else, you've already like lessened your chances of being the baller. Mm. Right? I don't know. Maybe that's just where I come in. Like in my head, my yeah. my aim in my head. I just don't like, want to be the same as everyone. I like being a bit different. And you want to be able to blow them all out of the water. In everywhere, man. Everyone that I, I don't even know that many stoners anymore. But it's all star dog this, star dog that, purple star dog this, star dog. Shut the fuck up. We just star dog. Go get a chem dog or something. Go get a decent old school strain and probably blow the socks off of that shit, man. Fucking I've heard star good things dog, about man. that purple dog. <laughs> just a, just a fucking rub salt in the wound. I have, but I won't grow it. <laughs> Sorry, Cam, man. Like, but was is there a dog or a hype strain your side that you like? Uh, um, I'd grow it, but I wouldn't bother. Like, like gel- I suppose it's gelato on that list of like you wouldn't bother growing it because it's too hype for you now. Yeah, I mean. I'll be honest with you. I got some that I have from out of state sitting in a jar, and I'm not a big fan of the gelato. My girl loves it, but I bought like an ounce, and I still got like a quarter of it just sitting up. I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to go buy something else. It was very small buds and just didn't have the flavoring that I usually would get from the gelato. And like you're saying, I mean, I I can't just shit on gelato by any means, Um, but there's, I guess there's a couple of them out there, but I'm not big on the Kim dog. And I don't know if that's the same thing as star dog. Um, and you know, I, hell, I don't even want to get into certain naming strains. I don't think I'll ever smoke. Make somebody mad at me. No, I think a lot of the time I say we've got artistic license as seed growers to cuss the shit out of some of these names. Because it's like, at the end of the day, we're not privileged enough to be growing the clone version. So we are yeah, that's the thing. We are kind of semi-biased oh. that we're raiding the seed versions, not the actual originals. Yeah, and, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I didn't want to say it, but I got drawn for the, uh, the Seed Stalkers Sherbert autos. Oh. And I had just smoked to a quarter pound of Sherbert, and I was like, I'm fucking done with this shit for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I mean, fuck it. It's still growing yourself. And and now when I say I bought a quarter pound of sherbet, this might not have been real sherbet. I'm not gonna sit there and fucking claim it was. I didn't buy a quarter pound from a dispensary. This was somebody that came back from one, but they are you know how that goes. Mm. It's, it's give or take. Just kind of like when you buy something on the street and a motherfucker walks up and tells you it's OG Kush and you smoke it and it doesn't put you in a chair. Instead, you're fucking trying to do art on the goddamn wall. You'll know it's not real OG. See, this is what worries me when we do the graphs because I like the way we do it with the teams and everyone gets drawn for the, for the teams because it, it, it adds a bit of... It's a bit different from a way other places to it. Yeah, but I always think someone's going to get something they really don't want and they're stuck with it now for fucking three months. But... <laughs> That's I mean, what's the general. worst case? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I said that's autos in general. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Hey. 
They challenge me. That's all. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm popping these. These ladies all over. I'm so uh, shit with them. I couldn't even get a pass seed leaves. What the fuck? <laughs> like, how does that so happen? I surprised myself with this little OG. But then I've been throwing feed. It's in cocoa. I'm throwing whatever feed's available to it. So it's probably just a really hardy plant. That's why it looks okay. But these Dynafem tins, you remember these? Everyone yeah, remembers them, man. They are so I, fucking cool. I'm going to get some of these made for us, I think. I like to use... You know how a lot of seed capsules come with the like dehydratable things? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what they are. They just. Look, I always pop them into an old Dynafem tin. So I've got like a shaker tin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Dynafem tin full of them. I want to find these. They're just mint tins is what they are. But I want to find these. Imagine... I was looking the other day. Cam, you'll remember this, man. I found like an old box I've obviously kept of like old seeds that never went out. And there's a few in there and the evolution of GR420 seeds. They started out in them little grip seal bags with little round stickers on them with the logo. And I think they were, we had lemon kush and a few others. Then we went into the white cardboard sleeves. Then the tins, remember the tins? The tins were fucking cool, man. They're just- Yeah, I have a couple of those. They are little sliding tins. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, those no, are worth. Well, I remember all that now that you say that. So y'all talking about tins? I got the little Dutch passion one from the one that I just got those Colorado cookies in here now. I like yeah. them when they're like that. They're cool tins, the Dutch passion ones. Yeah, oh yeah. I um released the Choc Mint OG from Humboldt from its like wooden casing thing. And I was like, how the fuck am I getting this thing out of there? But if you like hold it over a lighter at a comfortable distance the hot glue kind of softens and the weight of the seeds pushes it out nice and cleanly so yeah i managed to like keep the packet almost okay that's cool man and i like how some of these places are getting where they send the seeds all stealthily and shit like that because the very first seeds i ever ordered from gyo.green and they came and i opened this up there's a fucking t-shirt and there's a toy car and there was a toothpick, and you put the toothpick into one of the wheels, and the fucking thing dropped, and seeds fell out. And I was like, damn, if only I had a meth addiction, I could carry meth in this thing. <laughs> that is fucking complex, as you like, man. Isn't it? I mean, and it's not even like, seeds are not difficult to get into the US. That's overkill, man. Are yeah. they legal? Like... It was souvenirs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Surely never, you're making it had... more suspect by doing it that way. That's what I mean. Did you, did, I... When I do ours, I just put them in jiffy bags now. We never have one go missing. Never, ever have one go missing to the US. So, I like yeah. DVD cases. That's my favorite. I was about to say, the DVDs is what I have the most of. And hell, a couple of times I got DVDs with them. Yeah, we've done that yeah, for a little man. while. We're, yeah. we're that Ouija, I never watched the movie, but I got Ouija. It came with some seeds. That was what I sent you, I think. Yeah, the horror movie. That's <laughs> yeah, a you've got to film, send the man. DVD as well, because that's when, if they shake the packet, it sounds like it's a DVD as well. That's why you need the CD in there. Do you know what, I me, mean, I shouldn't be saying this, but I ordered, it's going back many years now, off of uh, one of these dark places, and what turned up just fucking blew my brain. But it was a simplicity, which is what changed my mind in the way that I do see. So I was sitting there, I think I was probably opening up one night, and I was looking, and it was Daddy's offer on White Widow from Dan, and it was cheap as anything. And I only got a couple of ounces of it, but it just come in like, an A4 size white cardboard box, like a paper box, uh, office supplies. And it was just like, it made me realize that the more complex, the more it's going to get looked at. Whereas if you're just shipping seeds, just stick them in jiffy bags, because there's probably a million jiffy bags going in and out of the US every day. 
if I send something complex like a giant box with like some gadget in it, or even DVDs these days, DVDs are a thing of the past, man, almost, you know, that it's going to get looked at more. So I try and make it look just like when I'm, even though I'm not sending anything wrong, we're sending seeds, but I try and make it look just like a thingy. I remember it turning up and the, the, the postman gave it to me and it had like windmills stamps on it. And I knew where it was from. And it just looked like a, an A4 like uh, paper box, man. It's fucking crazy. So, so that's what changed my mind. It was like when I opened it up, it was literally full to the brim in a smoke-proof bag of weed. I was like, oh my God, they actually sent it in that. But I was waiting for the door to come off for like a week as well because I thought like there's no way that got through customs. But the simplicity of it got it through customs. That adrenaline's so fun, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a real good buddy of mine move to North Carolina and he couldn't find any pot. And he's a goofy bastard. And I told him, I said, dude, just go to the fucking gas station and holler at somebody that walks out with some Swishers or some Rillos or some Rillos, as y'all know. And he wouldn't do it. So I had to, he, I didn't have to, but I decided to do it. I went and bought a vacuum sealer and vacuum sealed this shit up and went to the store. And that was a motherfucking rush right there walking into the UPS. Mm. <laughs> and of course, they're like, oh, you need to sign all this. And the last one's like, this gives us permission to open your package at any point in time if we feel the need to. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Y'all so fed up, man. Oh, yeah, but nothing yeah. ever happened, you know. And I've gotten shipped. I've gotten so much shit shipped to my house that I don't really trust the uh, United States Postal Service as being very good. Mm. And I mean, I, I've had buds shipped from California that was not fucking sealed that I could smell when they brought me the damn package. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, this is fucked. Where's the cops? <laughs> Waiting for them to come. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, because, of course, I always use the neighbor's mailbox. Mm. <laughs> so I'm fucking waiting on the – I'm sitting there for like an hour watching the mailman come down the road and I'm just looking at every vehicle inside and hell, just beat the old lady. I'm sorry, this is my mail. And just get back in your fucking car and go. <laughs> well, that drunk bastard's doing something goofy with my mail. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have to fucking tell your, your buddy that lives down the road, say, look, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go to your mama's mailbox. I was just drunk. I thought it was my mailbox. <laughs> Little bloody loon came in there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, uh, it, say, oh, I put a fucking typo when I was filling in new delivery slip. Like mm. one number difference ain't too bad. Yeah, that's nearly two hours forty minutes, lads. It's a school night. If you, I'll, I'll have to get off because I've got to get a kid sorted because she's not here. But if you two want to carry on, if you want to, I am gonna have to duck out, unfortunately. No, I mean, I always like to at least wrap up by saying, were there any questions we would have liked, yeah. uh, you would have liked us to ask, but we didn't ask? You ask an audience or me? Yourself, man. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm stoned. I'm good. I've enjoyed <laughs> the talk. I mean, I mean, I really have. I've enjoyed it, you know. Good laugh, man. I appreciate y'all letting me come on. No, uh, my phone died, so I'm going to go back and look at some of the messages that I didn't get to see, so... I appreciate everybody that stuck around and listened to my bullshit. Cam, you be, I said to you earlier on the phone, mate, you're, you're, more, you're as big a part of furniture as anyone there, but you've been there from day one. From day one, literally, you you built most of the social media and, you know, you, yeah, mate, you're GR420 more than me, you know, or anyone else on that forum. So it's not about having you on, mate. It's just whenever you want to come on, you come on. So. You know nobody's going to believe all that nice stuff you just said. <laughs> you're Damn sure not more. You're naked on animals now. After earlier. Yeah. Uh, 
No, no but I, I, I appreciate that, man. You know, but you know, like I said, I've, I've always enjoyed it here. And you've mm-hmm. been my buddy for a long time now. Yeah, GMO man. too. I, I remember getting GMO to come to the forum, and then I remember telling him that he could be a fucking moderator and this and that. And he didn't think he was been there long enough. And what happens? I get out of jail, and he's fucking running the place. Mm. Ruining the place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got a good crew, man. We've got a good just say it's just about the team. We've got like just so many people that's been there from the beginning that it's just got all family we got there, man. It's cool. It's cool. Oh yeah. And a long time, a lot of conversations. It's been a lot fun. of support, man. Uh I don't want to get all too soppy at the end and shit, but yeah, it's definitely community and we look after each other as well as each other's plants. Like. We want to kill each other sometimes, we all wanna best friends sometimes but that's what it is it's a family that's why i say that in each other's faces every day most of us for the last three years it's been crazy shit man we did have a question cam uh can you guess out of how many uh how many people out of a hundred do you think smoke cannabis in the south or even in alabama oh shit like the I On think average, a lot more people do than more. I'd say probably 30 or 40%. And that's probably lowballing it. Because um, I know a lot of old people who would never sit there and you'd never see them buying pot. But anytime you're out on the lake fishing or something like that and they smell that shit, they come walking over. <laughs> I've had businessmen that I smoke dope with my mayor. Mm, that's crazy, man. Um, and, and, you know, that's just what I think. I, I, don't, I can't give any real honest answer that's better than that. No man, but that's feet. That's boots on the ground, I think, and that's when you really get to know. When you pop out to the smoking area, now that you can't smoke in pubs and stuff, like that's when you get to know the real talk. I can't smoke in pubs. You can't drink in pubs now. <laughs> Fuck. We're not. Let's not get into this, man. It's nearly oh, twelve o'clock, and it's gonna get a you. fucking rabbit hole. No man, there's like no smoking indoors rule. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, but... I'm a smoker. I won't be getting drunk over there. <laughs> Kicked out of every place. You still come over it, man. Friends come over. You got to get over it at some point. Yeah, yeah some when we're all out there. of lockdown and we could do an actual meet. Yeah, up, can't do it that's now. That's the we're way to trouble. do it. We're knowing you, you'd like to do it now to get in trouble, but we should wait until after lockdown. But you go, you got to get over it, man. We're going, we're going to do some shit. We'll go like I said. We're going to do demo and go see some sponsors and that. We got to do something. You're saying it for too long. We've, we've known each other for fucking years, Cam. We probably took him what six, seven years. I would something imagine like that, minimum. Buddy. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely down for it. We'll we'll figure something out one day. Do a little yeah, Amsterdam meetup or something. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. But no, I, I appreciate everything, guys. And like I said, I, I was honored to be here, and I appreciate y'all letting me once again. Cool, man. Nah, you man. get on the Fridays when you can as well, because old Beefy's on there. Captain gets on there. Now it's funny, man. It's been a lot of fun, and like I have been saying, I've been really looking forward to this because I knew it would be a I good have, giggle. Man, I have. I had to shoot out earlier and I was rushing back. This was like, I had to go and do something real quick. I was like, I'm not missing cams on one. I'm going to be here, man. So, yeah. But I see, I think we're not going to be on more soppy. We end up uh, having hugs and shit in a minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we'll call it. But Cam, always a pleasure, mate. And um, just, just come see Cam on the forum if anyone's not on the forum. And um, come, yeah, come see us. Come join the family. And uh, Cam, as always, gentlemen. As much as you might say you're not, you really are one of the more gentlemanly men that I know out there. Got the old school about you, man. It's good. So we will uh, be about oh. GMO's back tomorrow, aren't you? Sorry, we got one more question super fast. Alabama white sauce. 
Um, is it any good? White barbecue sauce. Oh, the white barbecue sauce. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it really doesn't taste that much different. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and say if I go to a place, I'm going to choose that. But it's not bad if it's put on my, my barbecue. I don't complain too much. <laughs> no, man. White sauce life matters. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's hey, been a I lot got of a fun. black dog and a black cat now. Don't come at me with that. <laughs> I got a bitch and a pussy that's black. <laughs> hell yeah man pimping yeah, right. I probably shouldn't have said that one no I'll, I'll um, I think that's a nice way to wrap it up man have a nice giggle and it, again it's been an absolute pleasure thanks everyone on chat and I'm going to kill the live feed Thanks, Peace, bro, love and see you on the board <laughs>